In this world, is the destiny of mankind controlled by some transcendental entity or law? Is it like the hand of God hovering above? At least it is true that Ryan, Steve, and Joey have no control, even over their own show. Welcome to No Guts, No Glory, the Reserve Podcast. Today on No Guts, No Glory, Volume 7, Chapters 33 through 35, all of Prepared for Death, plus Chapter 36, Survival. Hey, it's Jeff Probst. Welcome to Survival. <laughs> yes. Remember when a tall uh, gay man won the first season of Survival and was on Howard's turn? Fucking on island with queers. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was the old, like, that's no good for Southern ever. guy. <laughs> that's a wrap, folks. Yeah. What were you saying, Steve? Sorry. No, whereas, like, the almost kind of like racist conservative, like, Southern guy. Yeah. It was uh, Richard was Hatch, was his name, I think. I oh, think that's that the guy who good. won it. Sorry. That's what I was saying. Oh, that's he's, uh, he wasn't a racist Southern guy. No, no, no. Because remember, that's what the Howard song was about, was like the weird old, like, almost racist oh yeah the like, elderly man yeah, then he yeah, did yeah. that stuck on an island with pierce yes. i got almost the left of me and was yes. both to the right i can i can't remember what that guy's name was but <laughs> it looked like ryan will look in like 70 years basically oh yeah because <laughs> irish descent uh man of some kind yeah uh, i'm a man of some kind yeah <laughs> summer point i'm a man of come sign um <laughs> Welcome to No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast. We are streaming live on twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens, which is Steve and I's other podcast, uh, technically probing Gaia nowadays. We're doing a little bit different content there. But if you're joining us, uh, we get a lot of like mid mid um, like people going through the mid hundreds of our episodes on probing ancient aliens or, you know, Hungry for Skinwalker Ranch or whatever, mm. and then they'll catch a Twitch uh stream and they'll be like oh wow this is like you know years in the future so uh, they don't okay. know what's going on in the current <laughs> space so um which but, we can uh, do in aliens at some point too just to yeah to check re- back in revitalize the flavor yeah, yeah. yeah what's what's going on uh we did Probably just not much it. different but you never know well yeah we just heard from super fan bobandy um that the ancient aliens oh, yeah. event was <laughs> exactly like the show just a pure rehash of the same content they've done yeah yeah for years now but uh, but we are here to talk about uh tonight to talk about the burgeoning love story between our old pal berserk uh, his, his big sword other sword getting hard uh not quite yet but uh <laughs> he's dealing with some of those feelings um casca uh our brave girl our only girl really that has lines in most of this uh <laughs> series so far must be um, hard being the only woman. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I think I really think that it's going to work out for these two. It's going to be really great for these two. Yeah, I'm really yeah, looking yeah. forward to their future together. Positive and, lives uh, pre nothing but but sunshine and rainbows moving. Gonna forward. Be, yeah, live live under live in a nice uh, German style cottage in the forest and live under the sea, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we are focusing on prepared for death, which is. A continuation, obviously, of last week's chapters, 
where, uh, you know, Casca falls off a cliff because she's passing out from uh, kind of uh, period side effects, ovulation side effects. Uh, in the middle of her big fight with Adon, the misogynistic Corborlowitz, uh, who does the Berserker word Kowatal? <laughs> Stomp, pass down, four hundred generations. I believe the Japanese pronounce it Gonzan Senpu. Yes, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he has a new torture technique this uh, this time. It's like the hundred the hundred year convulsive death. I think it's called <laughs> the so, peanut gallery. Man, yeah. that's too much. Yeah, <laughs> that's overkill. Uh, yeah, very funny <laughs> chapters too. Like the fi- this whole like there's a lot of exactly like Ryan was saying a lot of little peanut gallery stuff in these two. But uh, yeah, as bleak as they are, it's yeah. somehow one of the funnier ones. Yeah. And uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this become this is the uh, infamous hundred man battle, right? Mm-hmm. Where where guts, you know, it becomes known for killing a hundred man ma- mans, little yeah. <laughs> mans by himself. Um, I don't know why he just didn't kiss them all. Yeah, <laughs> damn brands, maybe a little something more. Um, Work designers, yeah, <laughs> slayed a hundred swords. <laughs> <laughs> Slay guts. Uh, and then you find out that um, Donovan is alive and has been leading. He's actually Adon's um, butch, you know. And that's a hundred and one year torture yeah. technique. Right. Is just Donovan. A <laughs> uh, hundred and one Donovan nation. nation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, very um, as always in these this Golden Age arc. The the uh, in this golden, not the other Golden Age arc, just this mm-hmm. one. As always, lots of. Subtle character building mixed with very, I would, I should say rich, pretty rich character building. Lots of um, uh, kind of changes going on in Casca, especially. We get a lot of her inner monologue, which is which is fun too. So as opposed to just um, Guts's perspective for the most part of her being a mean, crazy bitch. Um, and she explains Whoa. why she's been acting like that too. So uh, we were going to do this last week, uh, but Ryan's old jalopy yep blew a battery got a little sloppy yes uh, <laughs> and we wanted to wait till all of us could be here so wow here we are um oh and uh sorry steve you got a little oh boy burping like burping my, co- burping my coffee up you got a late birthday message from grove snake he says happy late birthday steve oh thank you uh, I think it's four months past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Joey's is coming up. Joey's is yes. definitely much closer than mine, but I appreciate <laughs> it nonetheless. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, December 22nd. Um, but we uh, have a, a, a Twitch that you're we're on. We already talked about that. Twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens. We stream this show, the recording of the show, every two weeks, every two Mondays, usually around 7, 7.30 Pacific time. So if you want to be in on the fun, give us a little chat so we can talk about uh, whatever you want in the chat. But uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash probingagedans. If you like Steve and I's uh, other content, you can go support us over there. You get two extra podcasts every single month. And uh, make sure and subscribe on Apple podcast or follow us on Spotify or whatever version of subscribe you have on your podcatcher of choice and, uh, make sure and give us those five star ratings, um, which, uh, a a good chunk of you have been doing, but giving us those five star ratings, giving us good reviews on your podcast service of choice, um, helps us get found by other little strugglers out there. And, uh, it's, it's, it's all, the podcast world is a, you know, 
promoting and finding is like kind of a nebulous nightmare. Like you just have to, <laughs> if a fuck ton of people listen to your cho- show, cause you're always already a celebrity or something, you usually don't have a problem. But, um, uh, if you're like us and, and I mean, this, this show started from semi scratch because we had a decent following right? Uh, that we initially paid for to promote, uh, in the early days of probing ancient aliens. But, uh, but yeah, give us those, those good reviews that helps us out quite a bit. We have a couple reviews on Spotify. I don't think we had any on, uh, Apple podcast spot. Definitely a big Spotify yeah. show. No guts, no glory compared to, I mean, we've, Oh, we're we, big. We've had a following <laughs> on, um, Spotify for all of our probing casts, but, uh, um, but that was kind of just a natural, like people, you know, Oh, Spotify's doing podcasts. Now they'd switch over, but I would say a good 70, 75% of our listeners come from Spotify for no guts, no glory. But, uh, we have two here from the last couple of weeks. Um, this was, uh, these were, um, in our, the, the Q and a section on our last episode, Casca, uh, one through three. And so Sog big boss says, <laughs> always love the banter in the beginning. It's very fun and has a natural feel. The chapter coverage itself is always top notch with a hilarious brand of humor. Love the show fellas. Thank you. Sog big boss. Um, and then Zach says, the golden age is beautiful, but I miss when nuts and fuck had their little adventures, <laughs> guts and puck. So, right, right. Yes. Um, but uh, yes, it is. Uh, we get a little, a little baby glimpse of little baby, right, right, puck right, right, in here yeah. too. <laughs> Those sweet cheeks have returned. <laughs> yeah. um, ass also, monster. guts like looks like he's <laughs> guts looks like he gives Casca the cutout head of a fleshlight vagina to ease her per- her uh, period fever. <laughs> like it doesn't say what he hands her something that looks like a little vagina, like vulva. And he's like, here for the fever, <laughs> we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Is this how women work <laughs> <laughs> to fix pussy I problems? Cut, we give you more yeah. pussy. <laughs> I cut this out of a Fox. I kill okay. Just swap them out. <laughs> swap them out. <laughs> Foxes are known for having the mildest period side effects. <laughs> Uh, but they don't ever say, I didn't miss it, right? They don't ever show or say what that is, right? Uh, it, I think it's just some like salve of some sort. Yeah, or I thought, or like, or it was like a cold uh, compress or yeah, like a, like a, like uh, we can look more directly at it very yeah. plainly when we get to that point. I'm assuming yes. it's something wrapped up in a leaf or something, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I mean, you could also call these chapters a love letter to miracle cures too. Cause I mean, that's, there's that one. And then puck. Judo's got some fucking elf dust from Puck's mm-hmm. asshole or whatever. So, um, yeah. but uh, yeah. So, uh, but before we start our chapter coverage, just like Sog Big Boss enjoys, just like all good podcast listeners should enjoy, um, we do a little uh, catching up here with each other, a little mustard too. Yeah. Uh, and it's a little section we call Spill Your Guts. Formerly, how you doing, Steve? How you doing, Ryan? How you doing, Joey? Uh, but we talk about, uh, we spill our guts on kind of what we're watching, what we're playing video game wise. If we're reading any other anime, any other manga, any other comic book, uh, si. or, or books or whatever. So, uh, uh, spill your guts, Steve. I'm doing okay. Um, yeah, I've been <laughs> mostly prepping and getting ready for the big Thanksgiving holiday that just happened. So. Yeah, haven't been playing too many games or reading the mangas. Uh, <laughs> Man-gaze. Yeah, <laughs> mangas. 
so yeah, it was a uh, exciting hosting a large group of family here, or at least for us, it was, you know, nine people ish. You were always um, a hostess, now a host. Exactly. You would, you would usually yeah. just greet people at the door of your brother's house, which was the guest being you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and a, a couple other people. Yeah. cream, you know, like those lovely ding-dongs oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> every sort of puff pastry they make. Um, I am the dessert. Yes. <laughs> I am the dessert who knocks. <laughs> yum, yum. It's just make it weird. Uh, so, yeah. So, I was getting the house ready for that, getting everybody uh, prepped and, and ready to go. Smoked the turkey, did a little spatchcock in there. Nice. Uh, took a little longer than I thought it was going to, even though it wasn't a huge bird. It was only about mm. 11 pounds, but it took more like three hours than probably two-ish. Oh, wow. Which is what I was expecting. Um, Were yeah. you basing that off chickens around that size, too? Just general weight of like, oh, when you smoke it at X temperature. Right, right. But then the smoker goes up and down in temperature and just, you know, all the things. So we had a little uh, very similar turkey snafu. I'll get to uh, that in my section. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so that went well. And then we went to uh, Disneyland and California Adventure Saturday, which I was half not dreading, but just scared that was going to be like so packed. Oh, yeah. Because it was, you know, Thanksgiving weekend and like weekend everything was like half an hour waits oh, so they're great. doing a really good job of capping admissions there and just really keeping the park at a like a reasonable capacity and not like yeah. over stuffing now there were rides that got up to like 70 or whatever but yeah i mean we got there did rise of the resistance mm-hmm. Woo! half an hour wait wow. um haunted mansion like 15 minute wait with the wow. jack skellington what? um Indiana Jones, 20 minute wait, like all these things like right out the wow. gate. And then later in the day, they got up to like over an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was pleasantly surprised at how much we could do and yeah, hit both parks. We didn't obviously hit all the rides, but all the hits as my wife's family, uh, her mom and stepdad had never been to Disneyland proper. Uh, they'd oh, been wow. down, to, down to Disney in Florida, the magic uh, kingdom as it's called over there. Right. There's there's Disney. So you got Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Orlando or uh, Epcot, uh, and Orlando City Hall, right. <laughs> Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then just uh, snowboarding down an elephant. <laughs> would we jerk yeah. together? In Isengard. <laughs> yeah. He's mine. He finished in my hand. Um <laughs> And then today did a little. That's the, white, that's the white handprints they have. Exactly. On the yeah. Uruk-hai. Oh, the hand of Sauron. It's just Sauron's <laughs> milk spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Salty. Uh, and yeah, did some disc golfing today down uh, in Murrieta, California. At a large Becoming disc a disc golf destination for yeah. Southern California. Hey, they've got three 18 hole courses within a mile radius yeah. of each other, technically. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, Good, good. Now, did ball. did you get? I saw on your stories that you saw the the man. Hey, Mando, and then the and uh, baby Grogu. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did was that cute or was it awkward? Because I've seen that in a couple other people's stories, and the Mandalorian's very quiet, and then just has pre-recorded voice that comes out. It seems um, like. Um, I mean, they might have a voice changer, but he was you know engaging with people, and oh, again, so he was group. talking. Yeah, like, yeah, talking. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good because the stormtroopers had pre-recorded voices. Well, when I was there. Yeah, and every time, yeah, we've seen that they they would also talk and like say things to people, even the stormtroopers. Um, so again, I don't know if they just how they select the dialogue if it yeah, is yeah. pre-recorded. Um, but yeah, no, the Grogu was like a little robot, so it was like mm-hmm. 
pretty insane just because it's like looking around and looking cool. at people yeah. and like engaging. Uh, and then they had had one or two other droids kind of rolling around as well. And then the Mando, yeah, he was the Mando. Uh, <laughs> he was the he Mando. Was fine. Apparently, Pedro Pascal trying to distance distance himself from Star Wars, hmm. which apparently is why the third season is focused so much on Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff, mm. played by Katie Sackhoff of Battlestar Galactica fame. Uh, like, they're, like they're going to turn her into the Mandalorian or something. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, maybe he's like, there's only so much whatever. Yeah, I don't just know. like anyone can be a Skywalker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, did not have the green or blue milk, though. Got it. Have yep. you tried it before? I've had it before and yeah. did not like it. I know you guys said it changed, but I was not in the mood for change. Uh, no. <laughs> um, no, we had just eaten and been on so much i was like okay, yeah, yeah i can't i don't want to roll the dice here i'm, but. I'm curious uh it does seem like they are managing the load of people now that you have to reserve yeah. your time more well yeah you have to yeah you reserve your day and then it's like even on a holiday back in the day it'd be wall-to-wall people everywhere you went where now it's it's still a tight cap it's not like they increase the cap just because it was you know and that's Thanksgiving no weekend that's for yeah. real that's <laughs> real for real but uh uh, I also think my theory is that like at, on these holiday weeks when like everybody's off school, off work, mm-hmm. people take their younger kids and they go to the Fantasyland rides first because oh, we those there always have an insane yeah. fucking wait. You know, like, which it wasn't too bad, but Peter, Peter Pan, Pan always an hour and it was. Which so. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I get it. Like I, I, I was just talking, maybe you and I were talking about this, but like uh, I was talking about with somebody, somebody where it's like, they were like, why is Peter Pan out of all those dumb rides the biggest? And I was like, I guess because you're flying, like as opposed to being just on a more car. engaging or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like got it's got a little couple little whoop de doos that you're like, I don't know. It's very, right. very strange. It's, um, not, it's not a very interesting ride overall. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I haven't been on it forever because it's never worth the wait. They're but also was... closing it down on the in the Florida park because of the depiction of. They're right, making native. a different ride, or they're updating it because of the native, the first well, the native Neverlandians, right, uh, right, right. <laughs> never Neverlandians, not the uh, America. They're not indigenous to America, but right, 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 right. Just indigenous to a weird form of Europe, <laughs> sort of, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. But well, in tropics, um, yeah, something. Yeah, it's very like um, all the the islands in that movie look like all of like the Super Mario World, like Yoshi's Island, like big big round topped pillar mountains. Right, right, right. Very treacherous cliffs that you're just going to fall. (laughs) Um, I did talk to my brother. I brought up, I'm like, I wonder if also Disney has done an equation because if you think about it, if you're waiting in line, you're not spending money. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like, Hey, it's actually benefit to keep less people in the park because then the lines are shorter. Right. It's a better experience. Plus you now have people walking the park where they can shop and buy food and gifts and all that bullshit too. That so does make, like, it makes sense. If- Cause when, when Sarah and I would go, especially like earlier this year, when we got the like three, three, it was like the right, 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 California right. resident three passes thing. Um, so we came back three times and because we didn't have to wait for two hours, right. We were like, Hey, let's go try the snacks in star Wars land. Let's go right, look at right, all the right. shop. Let's go actually buy something that we want. Cause yeah. 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 You know, we go there as kids and everything was, we can't afford that. We can't, we'd have to go right, eat lunch. Right. And oh yeah. I'd always get area. Like one gift at Goddamn the end. Loser. Like I'm on a field trip or something with my right. parents, but, <laughs> but, uh, <sighs> anyways, that is how I'm doing. How are you doing? Ryan? Oh, well, I'm spilling everywhere. <laughs> oh, <sounds laughs> um, <so good. laughs> you know, 
the typical. Uh, but yeah, I big Hit news pickle. for <laughs> big news for Attack on Titan fans. Oh. It's over. Oh yeah, it's all over. Um, the, the third, third really? part of season four, part two of that third part was the final one, right? Yep, it's all <laughs> over now. Yeah. Uh, so Aaron Yeager is now Fireball. He, he's not a Fireball. <laughs> no, he is yeah. Fireball instead he of is. Yeager. Oh, right, right. right. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm trying not to show people that's a spoiler, but um, you know, yeah. Jaeger is German for hunter. Yes, <laughs> we are the hunters, percent. not the hunted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's the theme song. Yeah, that's that's actually we a are the translation. Hunters, not the hunted. <laughs> that, that's a direct translation. I'm not joking. Hey, Titans, um, don't attack me, yep. or you'll get punted. <laughs> attack no Titan, no, yeah. no, no Titan, no swiping. <laughs> All right. uh, but yeah, that was that was pretty big. Um, a lot of people having different thoughts on the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say specifics. I liked it. I thought mm-hmm. there were some things that I was like, hmm, I thought they were going to go differently. They went, you know, in a very different direction than mm-hmm. I thought, but some of them in a good way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't leave a bunch of things like un- unsaid or like strings untied or mm-hmm. left untied, uh, yeah. which is nice because some shows they'll like introduce a really interesting concept and then just be like, yep. well, actually that's not, the, that's not a real important yeah. thing. Like they come up or they come up with a really boring explanation for it. Yeah. Where it, like, like the JJ Abrams effect, essentially yes. like yeah, yeah, a yeah. really interesting concept and then no payoff. Like, yeah. uh, but this actually, it had to pay off for like most of the things. Um, that's good. Yeah. I shocking for such a long running show too. Yes, um, but it felt it felt satisfying, like a satisfying ending. Yeah. So that's that was the uh, best part to me. Um, was it a happy ending? Not. I mean, everyone knows it's not going to be a happy <laughs> right, ending right, all right. the way. But yeah, it's uh, it was good. I liked nice. it. Uh, and then did you cry? Uh, I, Knowing it's a safe space. I teared up a little bit at a certain point. Okay. I can't remember if I actually like cried. Yeah, I yeah. may have, though, because there is a there's a thing I thought was going to happen it did but not in the way i expected it right, was right. in a much worse way like in in a good way it was like, when aaron but, yeager finally learned to read as he's been struggling for that the whole <laughs> series but then he just read neo-nazi propaganda pamphlets yeah. and got upset right. so it was like a total bummer yeah he did a little Fortnite dance on that yeah. uh, after reading it <laughs> yeah it was how to what was it how to uh, floss <laughs> yeah that's all he read was how yes. to floss it was mine flossing yes <laughs> uh <laughs> So that was good. I also started a new. We have the best transitions in these yeah. uh, these segments. I also started a new show um, called Freeren. F R I E R E N. It's I don't know if it's that well known right now. It's an anime, mm-hmm. um, and it's dealing with an interesting concept from the start of there's this party of fantasy people like uh, you know an elf, a dwarf, mm-hmm. you know a fighter, the hero, all the cleric. And the idea is that uh, they go on adventures, right? But then the, the elf lives a lot longer than everyone else, which mm. is pretty common knowledge for fantasy people. But the elf's the main character, and it's dealing with how the passage of time for her is way different from other people. Mm. So, for example, like a hundred years is not even like one one hundredth of her lifespan. Mm. So she's like this ten year adventure, which is like all of that human's life in her party. Is like, like a weekend for her. It's like a like she doesn't even really care that much about it, mm. and but then she's realizing like these small things are actually changing her bit by bit. So, mm. uh, yeah, but also dealing with the fact that like in the first episode, all of her friends are dead. Like right, it's right, just right. you know this weird 
passage of time. Like, oh gosh, you're gonna show spoilers. Stop! Stop! Stop pictures. Oh my gosh, I did not want to see that. Okay, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't uh, finished it yet. But it's it's weird. It feels almost like a ph- philosophical slice of life Filipino fantasy. slice of life. Um, I don't usually like slice of life mm. um, shows because okay. they're kind of boring most of the time for me. I'm a but, seven up man. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh this one i mean it's been decent so far so yeah, it's it's, it's getting pretty uh high ratings on stuff so i'm gonna do you stick think it. um by comparison like two gerbils were elves like their lives are like two years right so they they span you know you think gerbils yeah like, like or okay. something yeah yeah, yeah 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 you know or well like you know dogs are like 10 years right it's like we're going to have multiple dogs, right? So an elf is going to watch multiple humans come and go. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So are we the equivalent to that? To them, of right? a gerbil? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a goldfish even. Almost. Uh, well, right, right. intelligent goldfish. Because sure. we're watching yeah. many lives come and go while ours continues on. Yeah. But she, it's weird because she's portrayed as like a young elf, mm-hmm. which is, you know, she's probably still hundreds of years old, but yeah. like she's on the younger side, but she's already got that like almost God on earth concept of they're just dead inside. They're super stoic. Mm. They have no like reaction to anything. Right. But then like, there'll be random moments where she'll kind of just like break down. And it's like, Oh shit. She's actually being affected by these people Mm. around her in really interesting ways. So she's almost like learning how to be, how to feel emotion and be human, which right. is which is cool. I it's I like that kind of uh, concept and things. Yeah, I'm like how it goes. the study, like a character study of how how trauma and defense mechanisms could affect you if you lived an extremely long life compared to compared to other beings that were almost just like you, like same intelligence level, kind of, and all that stuff too. Yeah, that is interesting. There, there was like a, a line too, like a couple episodes in, which kind of hit me harder than I thought it was going to uh, hit me. But like the one of the people who you already know like dies, mm. he's just a human. Um, that was in her party she's like why are you getting all these statues made are you just like a really vain person or something because like their whole thing is they defeated the demon king they are Mm. the heroes of the world Oh, okay um and he's you know now they're getting statues made of them he's like well no i'm getting these statues made of us so that you won't be alone Mm. and it's like oh shit like he's thinking like oh yeah i'm gonna die like i know that but i care about you and i want you to like Mm. remember us so it's like oh shit like That was that was kind of uh, interesting, but anyway, I've been watching that. Is and, that on uh, Crunchyroll, or are you just watching it for free? Or it's I'm watching it. You know, yeah. I'm out. I'm out here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's not going to dox himself. And... Crunchyroll, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I watch it on Crunchyroll legally. Um, and uh, yeah. quick, quick connected bit of science that uh, supports that perception of time, like Steve was asking. But the there have been studies in the past 10, 15 years that have proven that metabolism the rate of your metabolism and so for which animals like hummingbirds and bugs is much 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 or many orders of magnitude faster is directly linked to your perception of time uh through space which is why i mean which is funny because even in old dumb cartoons you know um fucking mickey and the beanstalk like the the giant is almost always moving in slow motion compared to them in their yes. moving in normal time, and so but for the giant, and it's so real time. and and for like a hummingbird, they might only live a year and a half or, or something like that. They're pretty short lives, um, but yeah, their uh, hearts overwork. But they but they may be perceiving time as if they're living a standard 65, 70 year life, right? To them. So right. So we're the uh, elves to the exactly yeah exactly yeah, and so it's it's really fascinating that yeah the um, your metabolism seems to be the thing that most directly affects 
your perception of time and then adrenaline uh when it floods your body um especially near death experiences people then have much more slowed down time as well so it goes the mm. other way actually which is very strange um and uh that's why you have it's called these... bullet time by the way yes exactly yes <laughs> uh or in kung pao under the fist when he's avoiding the milk um being shot out of the cow uh, oh. and he's doing matrix stuff but oh, it, has, it has the <laughs> it has the air ripples behind the milk bullets coming out of the cow's mouth. <laughs> oh, Utter, so yeah uh, uh i also i also um just binged gen v because i want to be oh, ready for the when boys, the new season of the boys off, comes right? out yeah. and i also am caught up completely on invincible so oh nice uh very excited to see where that goes because nice. i'm a big invincible fan oh, nice. so nice. anyway that's how i'm i'm guts in that's, that's how, how i'm spewing guts in. i'm spilling everywhere <laughs> and uh, now it's your turn to spill uh i am good i'm tired um i uh finished school week before last uh thanksgiving Yo. was fun um but kind of you know just busy fun stuff we were hosting here um turkey got done an hour and a half early <laughs> which was strange and it was a bigger turkey than last year same ovens same recipe um but uh the it was the same brine too but for some reason um I don't know. I have no clue. I do also think it might have been because I actually forced my mom to preheat the oven properly. And I did not let her put the bird in until I laser uh, thermometered all the surfaces and made sure all the surfaces were at temperature. Whereas last year, it, like the second it hit temperature, she put it in. The walls of the oven were only like 220. <laughs> and, but like, you know, certain spots were up to, you know, whatever the internal, you know, heat thing said it was at 375 or whatever. Yeah. So. Uh, but it was fine. I mean, we we just we kept it on like the um, the bread proofing setting, which is a hundred degrees, just to like keep it warm. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it was good. Um, and what else? Uh, playing through Lies of P, um, which is a Soulsborne like <laughs> term is so stupid. A Soulsborne like game. Lots of Berserk influence in this game as well, because the games that it's copycatting. The Souls games, the creator of that loves Berserk and loves Kentaro Miura. And... We could just call him a Zerk-like game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you're playing as uh, Pinocchio in a Victorian steampunk kind of uh, world. Very challenging. Not as challenging as the Souls games. It's, it's, it's pretty fun because you can actually, you get kind of the same level of stress but you're not fucking fighting the same boss 30,000 fucking times until you figure out how to do it perfectly. So you can, you can muscle your way through some of it. Whereas in the souls games, if you try to do that, you will just die. You have to fucking be, you must learn calculating and perfect and all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, and the story is really interesting. I highly recommend it. And it's like, it's $10 cheaper than your average game. It's 60 bucks instead of 70, but it doesn't feel like any sort of budget game, but, uh, highly, it's got a really weird, it's a Pinocchio story, which is very strange. Right. But that's what makes it intriguing. <laughs> Has a lot of Bioshock vibes to it as well, in terms of the design and um, sound editing and stuff like that. But um, I guess speaking of Souls games, I was really hoping that, like, with all the Steam sales mm -hmm. uh, for like you know Black Friday and Cyber Monday, that they were going to have uh, Armored Core go on sale because I was oh. freaking waiting for that, mm -hmm. and it did not. It's still full price. I think they know yeah. people like it enough to where it doesn't matter what they charge. Yep. I was <laughs> I really wanted to pick that up. It's unfortunate. Yeah, anyway. I think I think uh, my brother-in-law bought Elden Ring. He's like, uh, he was like, it was on sale for twenty dollars, so I bought it. What? And, the and then, but then no. he go, but then he goes, but then I realized 
it was the PS4 version. He has a Oops. PS5, but they give you a, P- a free PS5 upgrade on oh, the yeah. PS5. So I don't know. It worked out um, weird. But now that could be not the actual PS5 version, but taking advantage of like 60 frames and 4K. Right, just upscaling at least. Um, so I don't know, but uh, he still blew it. He's, he, was, he, he admitted though, he's like, I, I was drunk. I was <laughs> up late at night drinking, saw it on the, the PSN store and bought it. Oh, right hell right. yeah. So. <laughs> Give me some of those rings. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, what are the lines of pain? Oh, and then um, uh, we started watching, we meaning my my lovely wife sarah uh well first we watched episode one of yellowstone kevin costner's yellowstone oh bored to fucking tears it is like like, the sons of anarchy of oh oh, yes 2020s i guess it's it's sons of anarchy but for old rich middle-aged white people well i mean Uh, yeah they've evolved into now this is their next step is it's because it is all about kevin costner who is an insanely wealthy landowner in Montana. He owns hundreds of miles of land. Hundreds of acres, yeah. And the fucking, uh, well, hundreds of square miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, he, (laughs) the premise is some hotshot city land, uh, um, condo developer, like housing developer, wants to fucking buy, like, 30 acres of land for a fucking little housing tree. (laughs) <laughs> and and it end that fucking first episode is an hour and a half long pilot, and it ends with a whole fucking uh, like a murderous battle between native cattle, uh, like a native tribe that's there, mm-hmm. um, and their reservation land because some cattle wander onto their land too, and Kevin Costner's people, and then there's like a third party in there too. But like, it was so fucking boring. Everyone speaks in in like couplets where they say a line and and have like a, have a cool line to fucking put a cap on it. So that no guts (laughs) (laughs) kind of idiots name their podcast that, Uh, um, but it's, it's written so that it can be quotable by the middle-aged people. Yeah. Oh man. He fucking got her. It's, it's basically like Jag or NCIS, but yeah, with a, a massive problems. budget. Because like yeah, yeah. it's shot beautifully. It's like there's I haven't seen any CG. Yeah. Maybe the blood from the guns. I don't know, but like it looks very practical. There's a like fucking opens up with Kevin Costner giving a fucking horse. Uh, he's gotten in a big, <laughs> he's gotten uh, in a huge car wreck, and uh, he fucking like you know gives this horse a fucking eulogy and blows its brains out because it's suffering or something. It's like that's right. the first two minutes of an opening. That's a real horse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, he, uh, you know, he doesn't cry for his fucking son. I mean, spoilers for yeah. Yellowstone. I don't think any of our fans give a shit, but like his son dies and one of one of his like 17 sons dies. And it's boring as fuck. Anyway, yeah. I want to uh, watch uh, Reservation Dogs. I've heard that's very good. But I've heard that's good. Just too, ended. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, we started then watching because we like traded like Sarah had been very curious and I was like, eh, I'll watch it. It seemed like it's going to suck. Try it curious. And uh <laughs> And I was like, can we watch a show that I've been wanting to, I've been curious about, uh, which I've, I've never heard a single, I don't know a single person that ever watched it. Um, I already talked to Ryan about this briefly yesterday. One but, Piece. Uh, uh, <laughs> have you seen all 1037 <laughs> episodes of One Piece? Because I watched that yesterday. Yeah, I would like to watch the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I think perception. it was the PlayStation 4 version, though. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah, Luffy's name, like, Luffy or something? Yeah, Luffy, like, Luffy's arms had load times on them. And <laughs> we're at the same frame rate as his face. Um, but uh, uh, on Max, um, 
based on the writings of Bruce Lee, the show Warrior. And it's mm. uh, if if people don't know, um, uh, I was very into Bruce Lee. I took Jeet Kune Do, his his kind of proto, not proto, his post martial arts martial art that he created after breaking down classical martial arts for all their flaws. Uh, and he, in the sixties wrote when he was first getting popular on like the green Hornet and, um, some of his like big Hong Kong movies, uh, before enter the dragon hit big as he died, right? When, he died right before Enter the dragon came out, but, um, he wrote a pilot and wrote a whole, um, like story treatment for a show he called the warrior. And it was going to be starring him, of course. And it was going to be about, uh, how post civil war, the huge influx of Chinese and Japanese immigrants to San Francisco caused all of these, uh, you know, the, the, the tongs, like the gangs that were, you know, establishing themselves in Chinatown in San Francisco. And then the racial battles between the Irish workers who thought the Chinese were taking all of their jobs post world war or post world war two post civil war. So it's like the 1870s. So, uh, but instead the studio screwed him over and kept the rights for that IP. And because uh, he was a burgeoning actor at the time who, you know, they were racist against him too. But they um, they said, we're going to rejigger this show and you're not going to star in it because you're too Chinese. And they called it Kung Fu and had it starring David Carradine and completely right. changed, launched David Carradine's career, which you know as Mr. Panny Man himself. Um, and, then, and then Steve and I definitely knew of the sequel series to that, which was called Kung Fu. The legend continues where his son was a cop. Uh, and, uh, but he was still, you know, a bald, you know, Zen Buddhist. Kung Fu or and still wore women's underwear and jerk exactly. off while choking themselves. <laughs> right. Uh, cause he really didn't kill himself that way. David Carradine yeah. oh, by autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, asphyxiation, yeah. but I call um, it autoerotic oopsiation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so it's cool that, uh, I think the Bruce Lee estate like worked with HBO to make this show. Mm. Um, the guy that is playing what would have been his role is not, I mean, nobody's really as charismatic or good, like on screen doing martial arts as, uh, Bruce Lee was, but, uh, he does a pretty good job. And it's, it's the uh, complete opposite of Yellowstone in that, cause we watch it in the same night. The pacing is almost too fast, but there's like, I get, if you're going to make a show about martial arts, I was scared. It was going to try to do the, like, let's have a show about like fucking martial artists and not ha- and only have like one episode per one fight per episode or something. Right. But there's like fighting and fucking killing. It's hyper violent. Like, because it's like, these are like hatchet gangs and shit. So they're like cutting people and you're watching their intestines fall out and like splitting their heads in half and stuff. So, um, Sarah was like, she doesn't usually, you know, uh, cringe at violence like that. But like, there's even a scene where like a cop, um, is investigating a murder, uh, where two of these uh, Irishmen who were beating up a bunch of um, uh, Chinese guys, uh, this this mystery woman with the fucking Chinese sword, like one of the curved Chinese swords, that looks kind of like a scimitar, uh, fucking cuts one of their heads off and then guts the other guy. And this guy's like investigating, like stick, like finger banging the intestines and stuff on the ground because he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, we used to have cattle, you know, murdered from uh, rustlers on the ranch. And, and you got to check how they were getting. So he's like doing detective work, but it was like <laughs> hard to watch, which I didn't expect from that show. But, uh, but yeah, it's like a fun, um, like a fun Game of Thrones in San Francisco, but for Kung Fu shit. Like, so it's, it's kind of a good, but, but for. 
Uh, <laughs> and again, the pacing is fair. And, and I, I think I was telling Ryan this, like if you watch the first episode and don't like it, we're six episodes in, then you're not going to like the rest of it. But if you like the first episode, then you're going to, cause it's, it's, it gets deeper obviously, but the pacing and the, um, the way they edit and like the music and all that stuff is going to be the same throughout. Mm. So it's a little goofy in some ways, but overall it's a fun show, but, uh, but yeah. Oh, there it goes. Um, other than that, I think it's time to get into prepared for death (laughs) and chapter 36, uh, survival. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Steve's prepared for death sentence summary. Or did you say that? Prepared for death, one through three. And survival. Okay. And survival, sorry, yes. Sorry, sorry. yes. Skulls I, was like, I was like, wait, let me make sure I didn't. <laughs> Come on in, guys. Um, uh, but uh, four-sentence four summary, Steve is going to off the cuff yes. uh, provide a four-sentence summary. He's going to off his own cuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the chapters that we read. Uh, he's not reading this off Wikipedia. He's just, it's coming from the dome, from his yeah. memory. I'm not chat GPT prompting this. Right. Uh, and this is a uh, actually that would be funny yeah (laughs) this is a segment (laughs) lovingly stolen from the just king things podcast where they do a five sentence summary but uh here you go steve Uh, okay so we open the scene and we realize and discover that casca hates mr berserk (laughs) because we didn't know (laughs) he is the only one that griffith has truly loved and changed himself for even though guts AK berserk does not give a shit about anyone's life, including his own and is so willy nilly that he'll also cost Griffith his life. She's FOMO good. for the that's homo. a good one long sentence. That's solid. <laughs> um, they then look to escape from their tiny little cave and to their surprise, have a sea of warriors from which they will do battle. As there is another brute that comes into play, Mr. Guts does his thing he does so well and smashes them guts and balls and face. And all. <laughs> uh, was that three or was that two? That was two. Okay, because you said as, so there's a connector. Okay. Oh, sorry. There no, you're good. You're good. Um, I'm making, out, so making sure for the audience because they, they are writing this down. <laughs> they are dictating right. this. Yeah. I have auditory <laughs> dyslexia. Yeah. Uh, so. okay. uh, <laughs> and to, <laughs> sorry, and I was just like, wait, where am I? Okay. Um, Guts then realized Casca is no match and in no shape to continue on. So he gives his life for hers, or so it seems, and takes on a hundred plus men while she runs for safety and swears to come back. Unlike the lawyer from Jurassic Park who left the children for dead. Fucking Uh, (laughs) Once back at camp, she is able to wrangle the troops and come back to the great battle and find that Mr. Berserk has done the deed, won the day, and they are then able to transport him home and to safety and recoup his life or recover his life. Repair, uh, revive, revive, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's four. And I think yeah, that was that's good. Puckify him. That's really bit. good. Yeah, he's all puck. <laughs> he's all pucked up. <laughs> um, that was very good. 
Uh, is that an Elvis nod? Oh yeah. That's very common in this house. I don't know how that started. Oh yeah, we've been. Well, I always did it because Howard Stern would do that, and that's then probably just why too. general Elvis stuff has been in the zeitgeist lately. I feel like so. Um, but uh, ever since that movie came out a couple years ago, well, and then there's the A24 movie that I haven't watched it, but like that came out or is coming out, Priscilla. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I feel like there's just stuff. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. Hey, we're all cool with Elvis, even though he married a 15-year-old. <laughs> right. I'm pretty uh, sure Howard Stern's bit was based off of uh, Silly Songs with Elphis from VeggieTales, mm. uh, which, you know, <laughs> a classic. Yeah. Big VeggieTales haters here. Uh, not oh, me, yeah. not Ryan. But uh, Ooh, I, I, I. Well, I, I hate, I hate my sisters yeah. watching that shit. And, well, and it was all Christian bullshit anyways, right? Yes. So. Amazing stuff, guys. <laughs> Don't listen to them. It's no, great. You, no, there's funny jokes that aren't Christian. It's just yeah, really it's funny. Yeah. It's good writing. <laughs> oh, the, the Vikings that are all tomatoes, they're the funniest part. There was some nightmare fuel in there for sure, but at the same time, there was there was some good stuff. Some dream fuel. No, I could I could see how little kids would think they were watching something cool and funny. Wow, way to belittle the show, yeah. man. <laughs> <While being laughs> I guess totally I was a little wrong. kid when I watched yes. it. Uh, now, speaking of Nightmare I can see fuel. how um, stupid-ass <laughs> yeah. bitches would like this show, though, because of really, you know... Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nightmare you would fuel. like it, Ryan. I get uh, that. The new, that new fucking Shrek filter that, like, makes out with oh, yeah. you <laughs> or hovers over you. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. knowing what you're talking filter? about makes it a lot worse. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, yeah, because you're uh, Ryan famously, just like Jason Manzukis, the comedian, famously not on Twitter, guys. Ryan, not True. on Instagram. Not on Instagram. Instagram or, or or then uh, TikTok, I'm assuming. Yes, either. Or anything, yeah. yeah. It's just living out Which, here. good for you. I mean, hey, social media is poisonous for the most part, and... Uh, basically just a necessarily evil for promotion and for yes. Yes. Uh, grouping people together by interest but um uh but yeah, but yeah we're, shrek it, out there people. is a shrek um like, like it's a filter but shrek appears and embraces a little shrek like slightly smaller scale shrek <laughs> what? it hovers like in front of your face uh-huh. and, and holds your head and and you can make out with it and yeah, it, it looks like he's to, forcing yeah and it, it's what twitching the so fuck? It's, it's fucking we'll have to show you it's fucking gross but, uh, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no but we digress uh it's I mean, really hey. making me want to download instagram now actually <laughs> solomon solomon who has the big uh you know chained uh spike ball flail in this is a bit of a Shrek too. Big ogre yeah, yeah. of a man Ooh, comes from a swamp, right. but um, yeah, um, yeah. So we we kick off. So the last uh, chapter, the Casca chapters, ended with Casca pining and saying, "I I just wish I you know I just want to be Griffith's sword and help him realize his dream." And that starts to change in these chapters. But we we kick it off from there, uh, and she she gives us some uh, more exposition about. You know, just she kind of skips ahead now. She basically is like, we battled forever as, you know, so as I as I grew in rank and in skill and all that stuff in the uh, Band of the Hawk, we battled and battled. We lost lots of men, um, but uh, but things were like good for her. Like she felt like she had a place and all that stuff. And um, she she really go, like doubles down on how much she believed in Griffith and continues to believe in Griffith. Which is, it's interesting because we haven't gotten into her head this much, but uh, this is now another element kind of feeding into 
Guts's burgeoning identity crisis where, you know, af- after hearing, gr- overhearing Griffith talking to Charlotte about the, you know, the infamous, um, a friend to me would have to be an equal, you know, they, right. I could never be friends with somebody who was just following my dream. They lesser would have than. Their own dream, right? Or likes the same sports team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> a friend to me could never be a Bruins fan. That's Steve. <laughs> Steve and Brandon. Um, but uh, although no, wow. you were friends with our old boss. Uh, he was a big UCLA guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. He was a good-natured ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, do you think they ever like sell that ribbon at like Claire's or uh, some some like women's accessory store? The good-natured ribbon, ribbon. <laughs> for hair ties. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I'm ribbon so, for her pleasure. <laughs> uh, and then she, you know, reveals as Steve was saying in the summary. Um, and she, you know, she's pining. Like she's, she's very nostalgic in these first few pages. Like, like she's been, uh, in the, in the Costco chapters too, as she's telling the story. But, um, she has like a, you know, kind of a sad smile on her face the whole time. But then she starts shaking and, and says basically until you came along until that one day when you showed up. And Griffith changed like he had never said to you to anyone what he said to you when he's like when he does the whole I want you guts, you know, right. And um, falls in love with guts's skill basically as a as a tool, right? As a chess piece. And uh, like, do you do you think at that point Griffith ever thought that guts could be his equal or was he just thinking of guts as like oh well this is a cool addition to my army like i want to do that can swing a sword real hard like, yeah i know I, yeah I, I think that i don't think he was thinking about the equal thing i think he was thinking i've basically found a superhero that i can right, use right. for to power up my my troops you know what i mean yeah more than just a good dick swinger yes. he's and, uh, I, and i well and i think level. that is that's griffith's kind of folly too you know right. he he never he is so arrogant that he i don't think he ever thought in a million years that someone would be able to match him right. um or be his equal right and but also you can make the argument too like that it's very narcissistic but his little speech to charlotte about but he's basically saying, I don't have any friends because I don't see anyone. No one has proven right, that right. they are my equal, right? But Casca here is is struggling with this, what maybe is kind of a theory. I mean, it doesn't. none of the text actually says that. But like, I think she's saying like the theory in her head is that Griffith actually feels some sort of irrational, emotional love and friendship with Guts, which is why... He does these, you know, he he is irrational when Guts gets captured or, mm. you know, when it comes like so. And she hates that Guts was the one who broke through that barrier with Griffith, who's always calm, cool and collected because she wanted to be the one to break through that, too. And, and right. presumably in a romantic way. Right. But yeah, because as, as much as we joke about Griffith being a, f- a femboy and the very homoerotic language. I, I truly don't think there is no like there's no sexual attraction. I mean, I mean, guts is yeah. like saying, uh, you know, basically no homo and stuff like that. When, when he points it out, which is really great. Like that would be, I think that would be, it would be lesser. It'd be, there'd be lesser layers if Mira had just let that go, you know, mm-hmm. like, or, or maybe you could argue there's more just different layers. You could have done a whole queer theory fucking, um, framing of guts and, and you still could have guts and Griffith's relationship, I guess. But, 
uh, with all the fucking with swords, you know, big swords and this and that and whatever. Right. But um, and the fact that there is gay rape in uh, you know Guts's past, but uh, uh, and Griffiths selling himself to you know the fucking uh, the big feudal rich feudal land guy with the very dry lips. Like we'll see a lot more of him later, and his lips are always very. He's got liver yeah. lips, and they're very right. liney <laughs> and like plump in a gross way but uh, which just makes this character even isn't it funny though like since you pointed out like steve like a long time ago i had never heard anyone use the phrase liver lips except in cartoons or in kids shows yeah. so I, I it always it became just like a throwaway part of like decades old you know content but then when you pointed out, oh, that guy has liver lips, I'm like, oh, my God, that's what it means because they look yeah, like yeah. two little slabs of fucking li- plump yeah. liver. It's gross. Yeah. And people, <laughs> I don't know why, but why is it that people with those lips, men with those lips, because, you know, of course, we love plump lips on women, straight men. But um, why is it that, that they always look like sex offenders? Gross. Yeah. Why do they have this creepy vibe to them? Well, and people with mustaches and the weird uh glasses frames right, and yeah. there's just something off but yeah i don't know what the liver lip factor is yeah. for- it's it's so strange like which i'm like i'm like there has to be then something in the dna of that you know you know what right. i mean like, like yeah, art- right, artistically right. also um like in in this series and a lot of other series if the person has too many lines on their face they just end up looking evil or disgusting right yeah, yeah. and if you notice That's like true. any of the old people or even the villains they just have a ton of like yeah. whether it's wrinkles whether it's like you know cracks or lines right. or whatever like Scales, they just have so many yeah. lines on their face compared to like if you just look at this opening part of the chapter you look at guts's face it's very clean even though he's a berserk dude yes uh and same with casca so like all these and and griffith of course because he's griffith right. but but like you look at like all of the you know the gnarly minion people and yep. they just have infinitely more like craggy yeah. lines and weird shapes drawn into them yeah. so they're poor and it's a really classist thing they're poor and they can't afford lotion so yep <laughs> uh, that's is always stabbing it up uh he's given salve or whatever to Costco. And this. <laughs> he's just got a big i guess that's probably sitting in the bottom of his um his little sword sheath cap is probably a little right keeps it oiled down there it's just a thick waxy oil that <laughs> keeps the sword tip from rusting and then he can moisturize the skin too oh yeah very important to him. <laughs> but uh but yeah she she ultimately hates that griffith relies on guts which I, to her seems to make him it breaks down her pedestal position of griffith right like it make guts she in a nutshell guts makes griffith weak to casca and she doesn't like that because she needs she's like codependent with her she's dependent on griffith griffith doesn't care really as much about her i mean he does a little bit but as we see later on in these chapters but um but she is dependent on him for almost everything you know and that's part of the change that she goes through in these chapters uh which is really cool to see because she actually becomes she becomes more of a whole character despite the fact that (laughs) mira of course has her in a half shirt, <laughs> in, right, you know, right, in a boyfriend right. tee, basically, um, this whole time, and is always in semi-attractive or erotic-looking positions <laughs> as she's sitting or whatever. Yeah, too, yeah. So, um, there's a lot of um, a lot of knock-kneed Casca in these chapters, where she's always she's not standing in good fighting positions. She's always got her knees kind of wobbly and bent in, uh, which you know, understandably, if she's having horrible cramps, you're not going to be like 
bow-legged oh, and whatever yeah, that yeah, hurts yeah, yeah. ready you know, to roll muscles that are all inflamed and stuff <laughs> but, it's um, all it's all intentional not just because of like the wow she hot now but yeah. like she's she's it's showing like she well also she, she's opening up right her oh. armor was off it, it all uh That's commenced true. with a, like oh, a sorry. kind of like a pinup you know look of her with no clothes right. but just the armor slightly coming off yeah and yeah you see in the chapter she's she has nothing on yep. she's you know She's being laid bare in terms of her past and her, you know, relationships. That's so. true. You pointed that out last episode yeah. with the, the, the kind of intro panel where she's yes. popping her curious off with her nude breasts underneath. Yes. Um, See. But, uh, um, but yeah, they talking. Oh yeah. So she's mad at guts, especially too, for being selfish. She can't stand that. He doesn't seem to care about the consequences he puts, as Steve was saying it, uh, kind of everyone's life on the line. Because he just wants to focus on killing as many people, on being the best with his sword, um, because that's his, you know, it's his addiction and defense mechanism is to put all of his energy and thought into um, fighting. So he's he's not ser- he's truly not searching for glory. <laughs> he just wants to be the best. He wants to know that he can do it, you know, so. Also, uh, a little art note here. Um, some of these frames early on have Casca with very shaded, strange eyes with no pupils, which mm. usually denotes someone who's just way out of it or yeah, just yeah. glazed over in some way. Sometimes also used for when someone's dead, mm. by the way. She's not obviously dead yeah, here, yeah. but. Um, but I, I wanted to point that out because there are moments where she actually snaps out of it and it's usually an anger against guts and yeah. she has, you know, all the shine and the, like the shadings and the pupils yeah. back. Um, cause she's pissed off at him. Uh, and it's almost yeah. like the, uh, the lack of pupils. It's like, it's, it's, it's those times when she's looking off years into the past. She's like waxing nostalgically. So it's like her eyes are focusing on another time than here kind of thing. But also yeah. like a hopeless waxing specifically. True. Like, yeah. 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 Um, um, but yeah, but yeah, she, she starts, she starts beating on guts. Um, but it's mild this time. She doesn't, you know, usually she punches him in the face or whatever or throws but, a knife. Yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> um, but she, it's the classic, you know, she, she runs over to him. She's got her hands on his shoulders and, uh, she's, she's getting all pissed off and she just kind of collapses into him. And, uh, and I think that's when she's saying, you know, why does it have to be you? Why does it has to be you? You know? And, uh, um they're like who <laughs> yeah um i love that this next panel yeah this next panel where guts is she's collapsed into him and it just shows like you know fucking nine dots basically of guts these ellipses he has like the to me he has the slightest hint the slightest hint of a smile like when he's looking up and his eyes are kind of like almost like letting himself feel good in this moment like it feels good that she is laying on me and that she chose to lay on me this time Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't think he thinks he's thinking that but the artwork shows this weird little like five percent of contentment starting you know like which is interesting because like looking at this out of context you would be like he just has a normal face but Mm -hmm. knowing him he always has a fucked up face like (laughs) oh he's in he's in battle yeah he's screwing his eyebrows up in some way he's or he's like just super deadpan like oh you you, fuck you guys like but this one he has a very neutral face which is super rare for him so he's either determined enraged or screaming like basically i mean that's kind of like his or angry i guess is his like three usual facial expressions 
and he's and definitely here, deep in thought like he yeah. hit, there's a little bit of a, a sweat thing because he's kind of just like yeah. the, the concentration of thinking like what the hell is this yeah. but yeah. also processing like, what's happening yeah you know? yeah yeah and then and then we get the great panel right after that uh <laughs> yeah crossbow or a sound is not crossbows yeah but sound is uh in the forest nearby the tiny little cave get down uh, girl, he pushes ahead, he down. pushes Cosmo's head down <laughs> to get down, a quick blowjob uh before um they run out of there because it might be their last chance and uh, no but he's he's getting her down because there are there are noises coming from three um basically hitmen little henchmen uh that were sent out to search the forest and the riverbank to find guts and casca so uh these fucking guys are dr- like their arm it's weird like their armor becomes fantastic like even more fantastical than we've seen with the the blue whale infantry heavy armored cavalry knights or whatever mm-hmm. uh like one guy looks like a fucking bug or something like it's it's very it becomes these this is like now uh like high fantasy armor it's very strange i don't know why he i mean we get a fuck ton of that way later in the series like a shit ton but there's reasons for that but uh yeah it's funny that he throws this in with just these usually all the normal henchmen are just drawn with like uh haphazard fucking armor that they've grabbed yeah or faceless armor in some way yeah exactly like they can't usually afford helmets or whatever but um but it is cool because it kind of makes you pay attention to them more as opposed to just like three faceless guys out of a crowd of thousands of other soldiers you know when i saw these i immediately was like uh these are like star wars smugglers like you know in a way yes like yeah, just, yeah. like mm-hmm. you'd see three of these dudes at the spaceport just fucking drinking some whatever some blue milk some blue hates some yeah. purple <laughs> milk maybe the alcohol version or something right. yeah <laughs> um but yeah they they're very rough looking also one of the guys has like a no specifically a nose armor yes like, yeah yeah that's that's kind of strange like yeah. his, his whole helmet's just very weird looking as as if he like custom had a patch of leather like to he could cover play his rugby nose or something. bridge yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah. uh the these characters actually feel very um uh not just tolkien-esque but specifically the uh rankin and bass the hobbit and return of the king like they feel like the trolls from straight out of that cartoon version mm. of the hobbit um if anyone's seen that but uh uh, heavy rotation on the Disney Channel back in the day. That's where I saw it. But um, oh, oh, I lost my spot. Oh, here they are. So um, he he pushes her out of the way. Um, and uh, this is where they, they 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 walk. They don't notice them. They they walk away. Um, they're like, and this is where Guts is like, we got to get the fuck out of here by sunset. And so he give. This is where he gives her the random thing, <laughs> her fever. And again, I, it's like it's like a leaf wrapped over some little. It looks like a peach pit or whatever, which again is why it looks kind of vaginal to me or something. But yeah. uh, he just well, says, "I wonder if it's like herbs or something." Yeah, it's the, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, the little, the little like um, a little paper that kept it moist or something like yeah. that. I don't know, yeah. you know, so it didn't dry out. Or like where they like they like chew it up and like spit and then it's like just this kind of clump of something. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it's it's but it's strange because like <laughs> he's guts has never been known to heal anything. It's like always other people patching him up. But uh I mean I guess he's like wrapped in the black swords or he wraps something around his arm or something. But medieval um, uh icy hot basically. Yeah, exactly. Some <laughs> Ben Gay. <laughs> but uh but it seems to work at least somewhat because now it cuts to them all dressed up, uh, getting the hell out of there. Guts, <laughs> Guts is uh, 
he's not on horseback, right? No. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> at first he looks really tall in that one frame, and I was like, wait, he's not. A, that would be really a dickhead move if he was on horseback and making her fucking walk. <laughs> move fast. While she, while she felt like she, <laughs> women, like she was a slave no horses. Or something, but yeah. So, um, uh, but yeah, he pushes her out of the way of a secret arrow, and they're fucking surrounded. Uh, Adon and his men get the drop. Uh, got the drop on them. And yeah, he threatens guts with the uh, the hundred year convulsive death torture technique, the ancient Karborlowitz family torture <laughs> technique. And he, and of course he's he, of course he threatens rape for Casca, um, and you know saying he's you know she'll be fun for the men and blah blah blah. But uh, it is really funny when he says the hundred year convulsive death torture technique. His little crony in the frame says overkill, <laughs> <laughs> but he says it in the Mortal Kombat voice. Yeah. Too. Overkill. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, they attack. Oh, and, and also where guts is like, she's going to bite it off. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's pretty funny. yeah. yeah she's like, uh, she, he's like, Oh, you wouldn't want her. She's, he says, she's a nightmare. <laughs> she would probably just bite it off. And then she fucking bonks his head from the back because they're they're doing the back to back, you know, when you're surrounded, the back to back cool guy um, pose of many like 80s and 90s. You know, you could uh, my wife actually has a photo when you could go and do like model photo shoots with your friends, like glamour shots (laughs) with your friends. She has the they're both back to back, like they're running a fucking detective agency or something like that. But um, but yeah, so they're they're back this ourselves. Uh, but yeah, they're back to back and, uh, they're holding their own. There's a lot of cool scenes here. Adon's like, take them. And so they fucking, they bolt off. Um, and, uh, there's a really good, and, and the, the, uh, Adon sends like elites out first. Like he sends a bunch of big dudes out first and, um, very similar to the disc golf world, uh, watching Casca, Miura has a, he, he has a multiple so- good sword report things here for Casca. Uh, she does what the Germans would call der hangen Ort, which is a hanging point um, position. So she, uh, there's, you know, big overhead swings happening. She kind of sets herself aside. She puts the sword diagonally. It's a little too behind her for that, but that does kind of happen sometimes if you're pressed. And um, she, she lets his blow glance off. She knows she's not going to go toe-to-toe binding with him with this bigger weapon. And she lets it glance off. It glances to her side. She then fucking winds it around and cuts his head off, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, cuts his head off with what looks like the short edge too, the back edge of the sword, which is gnarly. Um, yeah, it's it's the uh, the frame we're looking at is the three three pronged attack essentially that like the yes. she's hanging, then she has the arms out with the cut, and then she's the sword is down. Yes, um, I think she also it's it's a little unclear, but I think what happens is. The reason she even has her sword is because uh, a sword is because guts kills a bunch of dudes and one of the swords flies out from his hands and she fucking grabs it. So it's a pretty badass moment for both of them. Oh, yeah. And um, you can't forget, like, she is she was the like second in command. Exactly. So Like, she's yeah. she's going to be an elite herself. Exactly. So um, but uh, let's see. Um, bu- 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 and then they ba- they're back to back again because they you know they keep fucking getting surrounded. And I I wrote this is like a postponed like meet cute like this battle <laughs> happening. It's like <laughs> it's almost like as if they met in the forest randomly. This happened too, you know, kind of thing. We right. if, if you didn't have the history from before, but uh, but guts is like really starting to warm up to her. He's impressed by her. Like he's seen her fight probably a billion times, 
But um, although I'm not sure because they're on different squads. Like he's yeah, he's the true. Raiders. You know, he's the captain of the Raiders. So he's you know he's up there in Oakland in the Bay Area. He's training those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, they got their rivalry with the 49ers. Big nation. Well, yeah. now they're back in Vegas. You know. Oh, so. that's right. <laughs> we we always see her like after the battle, yelling yes. at him for what yeah, he did wrong, exactly. but not during the battle. Yes. So like, I don't think she's ever really seen with him. Like other than that one time where they were kids and they fought. And that's, I think, it, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's like, oh, shit, she can actually handle herself. Yes. That's cool. Even on all these women problem things. Yes. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, she's definitely pulling it together. It seems like whatever he gave her has helped a little bit. And uh, and then we begin part two of Prepared for Death with a little shot of her uh, foreshadowing comes, I think, much later. Yeah. Um, I think in the survival chapter uh, of her wiping a little sentimental tear from her eye and kind of, again, a little, a little sad or maybe relieved smile, um, on her face drawn very childlike again, which I think Mira likes to do in her more with her more innocent statements. But, uh, Adon is freaking out. Sorry. I don't want also to the, you. the opening shot here, uh, is I think really cool. Also, yeah, like, yeah. like a wallpaper yeah. moment. I, I like we'll take that care they care have. Of it <laughs> <laughs> well, I really like back. how guts is, face has the helmet on it's kind of rare for us to see him with the yes. helmet fully on and not just yeah the battle's starting right. i'm a main character i'm gonna throw it off don't like, worry he, he does that later anyway he does it later yeah. anyway but at this moment yeah. it really focuses it draws attention to the jawline and the eyes and his eyes are drawn very griffith-esque in yes, a way yeah, yeah. which i think is pretty cool predator so, mode yeah predator sweet god piece yeah <laughs> and they're both in uh, again, what the Germans would call the plow guard. Uh, yes. So low, low arms and hands, but the sword pointed up to your opponent's face. Um, plow like P L A U, I think. Is that right? Or uh, that's how it is. That's how it is in German. But it's the same yeah. word as a, like you're moving a plow on a farm. Okay, okay. like you're plowing the. Field so it is after that. Okay, yeah, that it is. Sense. Yeah, very much so. Okay. Um, but um, but yeah. uh, Adon uh, definitely destroys almost all movie and like you know fictional media logic here when he just says there's only two of them more than two of you attack at once <laughs> Which, yeah it's like adon is smart here where he's like okay can you idiots stop just trying to fight them one-on-one -on -one, like one or two on one kind of thing you know so yeah. um but but it is cool because this this fight sequence does show that because you know that that is something that most of us will say in while watching a, a martial arts scene or a fight scene or whatever in a movie we're like why are all the other seven guys waiting to fight this person one by one why don't they all just fucking stab him or grab him at the same time yeah. uh when you have weapons like this though uh you can get in each other's way <laughs> and you can't be swinging your sword uh with any sort of like you could all be thrusting i guess right and avoid each other but um as we see with like the spear guys in just a little bit they all thrust at the same time. Now with the spears, whatever it, it works out where they all fucking clank their spearheads, but at least it shows they're all aiming exactly for one spot from different, slightly different vantage points, but you totally can get in each other's way too. So there is kind of a sweet spot. Um, like I would be more scared of three guys attacking me than like 20 guys attacking me at once. Cause they just can't fit around. Whereas like, two guys could be occupying me in the front and one guy in the back right now. <laughs> oh, what him. are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are we talking about fighting here? Yeah. <laughs> um, also, the the point point to the uh, spears part where yeah. all three of them are going at the same you know time yeah. 
and then Guts jumps. Yes. I, yeah, I found yeah. this kind of like a, oh, remember that time when Griffith did yeah, the yeah, thing? Exactly. And yeah, jumped yeah. on Gus's sword? Huh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, he's got a like, fucking superhero leap here. Yeah. Because uh, we, you know, Guts is usually a very literally grounded character. He's usually, you know, he's very fast. Um, but he'll he's slide not on his knee. He'll right. do like, yeah, <laughs> uh, with the microphone, you know, that yeah. big finish to the, rock, to the rock ballad. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, usually it's left to, you know, Griffith is more of the floaty flighty, you know, light character or judo as we'll see later on. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, here it's, it's cool. I mean, he obviously is to be that fast and be that agile. He must have extremely strong. He's not skipping leg day. Okay. Oh yeah. But, um, uh, and it, it is nice that we're getting a gore fest too, because it feels it's been a while since we've had like fucking right. skulls exploding. Melee, yeah. yeah, eyeballs popping out and things getting mangled and everything. Um Yeah, there there's just sequences in Berserk. This is not uh just this beginning part, but like or the golden age, but like many, many chapters after this, where it's just a bunch of panels of just him cleaving through shit, and you're yes. like hell yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like this is cool it's this very is fucking satisfying cool. that's why i was saying that show uh warrior is is i think it's good because purely from entertainment because at least it fulfills on the promise of okay this is a show about a fucking kung fu master <laughs> and and uh it's showing lots of blood and also like they do a really good balance of um fisticuffs you know punching kicking pugilistic stuff but the second he traps somebody's arm or shoulder, he breaks it, which I really like because there's so many fucking shows where it's like, let's just keep punching and kicking more and more and more, even though I could have gouged his eye or snapped his arm and ended this fight. Yeah, or they'll like grab, trap the shoulder or something and then <laughs> Let throw it go. him off. Yes, exactly. He's just like, yeah, I got an advantage. You're right. like off your balance now. It's like, and, dude, you could have yeah. just taken out his arm. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's lazy choreography to extend a fight. Yeah. Um, whereas at this show does the thing that you should do, which is, to make your character look better, just like in these chapters, give him a hundred guys to fight and he can kill them quickly because he's trained to kill quickly yes. as opposed to let's do this fucking kind of duel with three dudes that suck. But we, we want to make sure that we have to we need five more minutes in this episode. So let's extend the stupid fight. But um, but anyway, so uh, he I mean, to this to your point with the jumping over the spears thing, he fucking does the uh the link style downward stab from smash brothers here like he literally he did he did footstool the guy too <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah, true yeah. um <laughs> also the the next panel after that uh he's doing a very cool like one two which shows again that he has really good control over his sword he's not just slamming it down into the ground to cleave this guy's head off he has enough control to not do that and then just bring it up immediately and cleave the other guy's yes. head off which yeah. is it's very nice to see. I mean, he's he's just a crazy combo of like, yeah, I have infinite strength and also yeah. extreme speed. <laughs> like, imagine if that happened. Like, yeah. that's, that's, he's the tank crazy. and the rogue and the you know fucking everything else too. You know what I mean? The ninja, all that shit. So, uh, it cuts back to Casca and she's fighting a guy who looks straight out of He Man, um, and he has a partisan or partisan sometimes they pronounce it, but uh, uh, which is just you know it's a polearm with that that shape of head. Uh, but she fucking slashes his wrist, which is really cool. So again, my, sorry, my point being before about the disc golf thing was that a lot of amateur disc golfers actually look to the female pros because those the female pros, when they're able to uh, get better form and break those, you know, break certain, you know, distance, Road distance. Yeah. Yeah. Like plus it's like, OK, well, I'm a big ogre. 
right. much stronger. So and how I do they can't do throw it? as far as she can. So let's look to her form and how does she get maximum efficiency out of her form to throw four or five hundred feet when mm. whereas you know of course the male pros are very well practiced and whatever too and have good form but you can get by a little bit more with natural strength or natural talent whereas the girls have to work at it uh to get the same distances and stuff so um but yeah she um uh yeah slices the wrist um and he's gonna be bleeding out i think we get that confirmed in a little bit uh, cause somebody screams like my, she got my artery or something like that. <laughs> Overkill. Uh, <laughs> and, um, now what I really liked here, this is straight out of, straight out of all of our, our oh, yeah. Renaissance fighting manuals, stuff. but, uh, the Italian master Fiore de la Berry, he loves, um, uh, setting that elbow. Like when the elbow is in some sort of, you know, high position, shoving it up, shoving it side, but especially shoving it up. Uh, so that this guy with this giant axe is going to go head over heels. And um, and then she fucking... She, so she gets him off balance and then slices open his fucking armpit, which is pretty fucking gnarly. And uh, and this is where, yeah, it's like, she got my artery. Yeah. And... Um, uh, but it yeah, was a she, critical hit. Right. Oh no. It's it's cool to see this stuff. And but also I think Mira calls this out because we are so used to guts exploding people. And Casca is not exploding people, but she's still doing things that will result in their immediate death or eventual death. She's very technically good. And it's not just the like, oh, like I can dance around the battlefield. It's like, no, she knows her like nitty gritty. She doesn't fuck around. She is always going for uh, the the maiming or killing attack. So um, they regroup again. um, And she really cool character moment here. She sees how calm Guts is. And it like calms her down. And I thought that was like a really sweet little moment where their energy is already feeding off of each other now kind of in a positive way. Whereas before it it riled each other up, you know, the, their energy would always like, you know, make them fucking bicker and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, but she has like a very innocent little cute, like literally looking up at him because uh, she, she also looks like she's like three feet shorter <laughs> to in that shot. She looks like a little kid. But um, but uh, but yeah, like he just kind of is there stoically calm after doing all this crazy shit and uh because she's really wide-eyed and adrenaline rush and everything and then she calms down too so i thought that was uh very sweet uh and then adon Adon calls upon (laughs) his little not so little brother samson who is just a fucking monstrosity with insane armor he's like a he's like one of those um deep sea fish with the light on their their head it looks like um, yeah. or or this angler fish yeah, yeah right. there you go um or maybe this could just be that that medieval renaissance uh version of how they would draw whales as more monstrous Dragony, yeah monsters yeah, like a sea dragon of some sort uh, yeah exactly a big a big serpent dude if uh, the rules of berserk did not exist in this thing if that guy showed up on a battlefield the only thing that's killing him is a fucking cannon shot to yeah, the exactly, face. yeah. <laughs> like there's no sword that yes. is gutting through that like well and, oh my gosh we get steve's favorite here we get a lot of extra thickness talk uh, oh, yeah. from sam about samson's armor so it's three times thicker than normal play this I do love that, like, despite eschewing the stereotypes of a lot of uh, anime and manga, uh, this is a little bit of that, like, Dragon Ball-y, like, classic anime talking about power level shit kind of thing, which is fun once in a while. It keeps it just that level of goofiness that that makes it fun. Um, but yeah, three times thicker than normal plate. And he has a really big chained flail. So, like, a ball and chain with a flail. But it does look too small for him when you actually see it. It's yeah. like it's of course scary looking, but it looks too small for him. You'd think you'd have 
one that's as big as his fucking head or something. But but like in comparison, if you look, it's actually as big as his big brother's that's head. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. like the perspective is weird for him, but right. yeah, like he's he's able to swing this fast yes. as we're able to see. Like, and Adon is, I think, drawn. We can't really tell for sure, but he's at least as big, if not bigger, than guts. Like he's a very large man. Yeah, I'm he's already an elite. Dad. This dude is like <laughs> mega elite. Like yes. this, yeah. Uh, and and we get Sam, the first line from Samson out of the way. <laughs> He says, oh, no, no way. <laughs> uh, and Casca uh, is very worried, as we all would be, that she can't avoid that flail. Uh, but before she can stress too much, ju- uh, Guts just cuts it down the middle and binks it off his sword into some other dude. So um, I think I might have skipped it too. Um, uh, she or no, sorry. It's right after this. I'm skipping ahead. But uh, uh, and then so there's there's kind of a like a Tasmanian devil fight of strikes between uh guts and samson here we see the fucking you know uh tornado of kind of like when he was fighting the um the demonized uh not boscone but um the demonized oh, the first dude that one dude in the in the the wooden um tower where yeah. the whole that whole Slugmore. sequence was, yeah exactly yeah. the whole sequence was just like wood flying around but same kind of thing here yeah. um i like how this is drawn a little bit better though just because it's like individual like pelts of the the flail mm-hmm. and you can kind of see exactly like which ones were being deflected where with yes. gus like whereas before the other one it was just blur lines yeah <laughs> uh, the but, geography here is better you can see yeah. what's going on uh, you're not tra- you're not trapped in a fucking whatever that was a 14 by 14 foot tower you know or whatever so and this is like a this is a nice drone shot over the forest there oh so. also a little detail for sword report stuff um if you notice in that shot of the flail his footwork is actually he's he's probably stomping after every like deflect to make sure it's like not yes. you know cleaving through his own sword yes. and really driving that that uh that ball away using his whole body um, every strike but uh uh and it, it is funny that it like it binks off and then like chips of the flail are killing other dudes <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, shrap- <laughs> um but uh yeah casca realizes she's like oh she's like this isn't usually how guts would not usually sit here and just constantly ping pong with this dude he'd go in yes right he and would go and, in and kill him yeah he should be able to he would usually be fucking strategically dodging and fuck you know after he binked that off he would have just gone in for the kill but uh she's realizing that he can't really move from that spot because she's behind him and she's really like she's like oh shit he's protecting me and and potentially getting more hurt and taking longer in the process. So yeah, he's she's like, oh, he's wounded. Like he's getting wounded. Yeah. He's but he's he's a tank. Yes. He's he's able to handle it. Um, at least and, for now. Uh, and you know, guts confirms this and says, "Hey, I'm gonna buy you a chance to get the fuck out of here." And and it's a very cute, flustered moment for her too. She's yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. Like, she's, she, I I don't know. I mean, I kind of know what it is, but like. She is, and maybe it's simply because this is the first time they've fought on the same side. I mean, they're always on the same side, but like um, realizing that he is, despite how shitty she's treated him, he is just without without a, a, a single word will sacrifice himself to protect her. And I, so I think she like very quickly. She's she's know, starting to grasp up and then she really starts to grasp it when yeah. he tells her to run. Exactly. Yeah. Which is just like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, and this is where he says, get the fuck out of here. And he fucking crushes uh, Samson's flail in half uh, and then continues to cut Samson's head in half as well. So yeah. 
Um, she, cool. this is where she's like so dumbfounded. She acts dumb here. And she's like, I can't just go off alone. And this is, this is one the one time where I was like, come on, Cusk, you're being fucking annoying now. <laughs> like just fucking do what he says. Like he's already saved you this much. Maybe just go do what he says. But I also, there are still dozens of men waiting to chase her down yeah. too. So, um, and, and you know, guts is guts is on guts time he's you know doing guts things mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh doesn't thrillin always say that about people um, like doing so i don't know i think we do the voice of thrillin when saying it i don't know if he does say that i don't know well i'll, I'll start monitoring <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'll set up some software on his accounts and, yeah, it's pretty cool uh some google <laughs> alerts but, also, uh, also a little uh art note here when he cleaves samson uh in half the uh actual sound effect is like blotched in white which is yeah, you don't yeah. really get that where it's like an absence of the color right, is right. the actual like that's how impactful this like hit is which i think that so. i think that character is dope like dough it's yes. like a, it's toe with the soft quotation marks meaning it's dough yeah and i think it's just supposed to be this but like dope like it just fucking cleaves and stops yeah. like right at his neck or whatever yes um english translation is warm yeah <laughs> which is i guess not even close but right. sure it makes sense uh <laughs> um, yeah i thought that was kind of cool how that was just they, they don't do that really right in, in it also is crazy so. like just the word uh the the sound that people make or the sound that a rooster makes in different languages is vastly right. different from language. Like in German, it's Kiki Ricky instead of, <laughs> so it's like, how did the Germans grow up thinking that, you know, we're like thinking it's or whatever, but well, Spanish too. It's Kiki Ricky. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah which, similar. But. I guess there's some Latin root or something to that. Yeah. There's so, probably uh, an I love Lucy episode on that at some point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, Ricky. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Yeah, Ricky Ricardo that was, and Lucy. Um, but Boyo uh, goes, uh, I'm pretty sure he says that at some point. <laughs> wow. I, I never thought Ryan would do a Ricky <laughs> Ricardo. <laughs> hey. never, or I'd ever seen that. <laughs> well, I do know how to speak Spanish. So there's that. Cuban Spanish. So it's very different. I don't know. Uh, it is. It is. They, very just, they just talk about older cars. <laughs> In Cuban Spanish and stuff. Ricky, but, uh, by the way, Ricky was going at like 0.25 speed for a normal yes. average Cuban. Yeah, yeah. Like the the average Cuban Spanish is crazy fast. Yes. It's so fast that they will like merge words together just to say the stuff faster. Oh, wow. Like, it, like they'll actually abbreviate stuff like on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, Caribbean yeah. Spanish in general seems much quicker yeah. than, you know, classic European Spanish or Mexican Spanish. But um blah blah blah, blah kills samson and Don't she's complaining here. yeah complaining for a second here. and um and he fucking takes another crossbow bolt for her and he turns to her and he's like hey don't get the wrong idea as sick as you are you're just in my way so get lost uh and adon by the way to his credit again is even though he's like drawn as this stupid like fucking general like oh it's just another dumb elite like yeah he looks he's like okay samson's dead he's not grieving he's just like oh okay i realize the weak point shoot the woman to death right right, right. don't shoot him he realizes this guy's crippled because of her yeah so shoot the weak point like yeah. shoot at her yeah strategically adon is pretty sharp and again he's acting <laughs> as like the audience where it's like okay why is nobody just trying to go for Costco and distracting yeah. guts or whatever, you know? So he's doing all the right things. Yeah. theoretically. His own <laughs> men are just failing. Him. Right. Yeah. The, the biggest wrong that he committed was just 
being overconfident and not expecting anyone to, you know, guts to protect Casca when he was, you know, she was on the edge of the cliff. But, um, but to his credit, he didn't know that guts was around and he was just going to fucking, you know, trident her to death. But, um, and I wrote here, it's interesting that, uh, guts through Casca's obsession with Griffith is maybe starting to realize that he needs to start separating himself from him too right like because he because he, he says oh sorry i skipped ahead so i skipped the line that that is the context for so when she's sitting there like an idiot and he, when he says get the fuck out of here the these lines which i fucking love these lines he was like is this right by you dying in a place like this this worthless place is this where it ends for you and he said then he says go to your sword master go to griffith so it's like it's almost a dig um, but I, but again, gut, I, I really see that like guts is gaining a sense of confidence because he's also learned like he's, he overheard that line. Bless you. He overheard that line from Griffith and he realizes that through Casca telling him of her past and her thoughts about Griffith, that she is one of those people that Griffith doesn't respect and isn't her friend. And he's realizing through Casca, like, I don't want to be like her. Right. Like, and so um, it's weird. It's, I, I see this like as a leveling up moment because we're also seeing guts through Casca's eyes, mm. and because uh, she, I mean, he is leveling up to her because he, she just fucking yelled at him that like, oh, you don't give a shit about anyone else but yourself. But she, he immediately is sacri- you know, potentially sacrificing himself for her. So, um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, like so so. Um, uh, this is where That's part cool. three starts, yeah. and guts for some reason <laughs> throws off his helmet. Um, yeah, he he he's thrown it off in the past just because it got chipped or it got broken. Right, yeah, this one is purely stylistic. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Fuck it, yeah. I don't care." He's got the little grin going. Right, he's he's in berserker mode. This is this is uh you know the, if this was a movie, it'd be the director going, "Hey, we paid for Henry Cavill to be guts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we want to see Cavill's face. Let's let's you know just take this excuse to take his fucking helmet off." So, yep. which I know I'm not the first to say this, but he would be a really good guy. <laughs> like he has the frame for it. Uh, he at least has some, I mean, he, Oh, they confirmed he's going to be in the Highlander reboot, which seems cool too. So, um, have you seen the original Highlander? Oh man, that's a, no. <laughs> oof. uh, what the fuck is his name? Um, yeah. that plays Raiden in the first mortal Kombat. Uh, God damn it. Um, Highlander. What is his fucking name? Oh God, it's Toyota Highlander. <laughs> Toyota no. Highlander. Christopher Lambert is the is the guy that plays the Highlander. Um, oh, here's the great picture that I did a great Photoshop of Steve uh, Steve's face into. But uh, oh, nice. uh, no, you you should watch Highlander. It's a very funny. It's not well. It's funny because it's cheesy, but it's also a really cool movie. Do not watch Highlander two. But that one's purely that's a psychotic sequel. But um it is next time to see if i actually watched it's about it's about immortal swordsmen who have to kill each other until there's only one of them to gain a a mythical prize okay yeah so sounds like an anime and also very well very much it deals with what your the free rin show is dealing with where he he gets immortality Mm. but then he has to watch all his wives die and his children die and like all that stuff too so Mm. um but uh anyway but uh, Henry Cavill is uh, confirmed to be starring and co-developing the movie too. So wow. we lost him in The Witcher because uh, he didn't like that it was straying too far from uh, the source material. But uh, we gained him as uh, what is it, Connor McLeod? I think his name is. But right. um, 
uh, his sword proportions change here in a few of the panels. It's very long. Uh, very, it's very thin. And the cross has gotten much longer. What some would call the cross guard, but uh, which is strange. But um, uh, the, I, what I pointed out art wise too, this, these fucking panels, uh, speaking of extra lines, when like Mira draws like the outline of everything in these kind of, you know, relegated lines and it creates such a cool blurring effect. It, it adds so much speed to yeah. the panels, like in what's happening. All um, of the shadows too, which is, yeah, yeah, like it's fucking crazy. Like, like that, that probably added so much fucking time to drawing this. Cause you're drawing everything in a hash mark while still having to draw the depth and the yeah. shadows and the folds and the fucking leather and the, the butt cheek, uh, <laughs> you know, shapes under the tunic Flexing. there. And yeah, and uh and then of course guts is still because he's already finished his blow while the guy is exploding in half um yeah that's just how fast he is exactly he moves in his own time um and he yells one last time for cassia to get the fuck out of there (laughs) because she's still just standing there and she promises to come back with help and this is the first time she's uh she's becoming the opposite of her her old self uh, she says until <laughs> she says yeah she 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 says until then don't die and and guts has a wry little smile from her saying that um, and then again another another great Steve moment here guts is bragging about how hung his sword is um, he's saying and he says it's doesn't he say it's three times thick uh, thicker than other swords thicker and wider I um, think so <laughs> but uh, uh, and he says he has a good line where he's like. Uh, if it doesn't kill you with the first blow, you'll wish that it had. <laughs> right. Because uh, he, oh, he says, my sword's pretty dull. Like, it's not it's not going to cleave through you cleanly. It's going to. Right, it's gotten duller. So oh, yeah. shit's getting more and more gnarly now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Nira's, it, like, addressing a lot of the stuff that people, like, critics might be thinking about. Like, yes. hmm, isn't his sword getting dull after <laughs> yes. killing so many dudes? Yes. Like, <laughs> like, is that really going to be chopping through stuff? No, he's just that fast at swinging yes. it. Yeah. And it's become well, a hammer almost. Well, and it's, it's funny too. like, again, little sword report stuff, but like the, the guy, um, John Clements, who runs our, um, martial arts organization, he has videos, uh, in our members area of the, the website where he's showing how with even a blunt piece of carbon steel. So just a, just a, one of those rectangular sticks of carbon steel. That's, you know, fucking, I don't know, five millimeters thick or something. You can cut all of the shit that idiots with katanas cut on YouTube and act like they're fucking master swordsmen for cutting a pumpkin in half or a watermelon or a pool noodle or something. Uh, And he's like, here, I will. He's like, I'm not going to cut this two by four and a half, but with two fucking cuts, I can gouge into it in an inch. And And this is a piece of carbon steel that is made for fucking melting down into tools and shit like that, you know, so let alone a blunt sword which is thinner let alone a sharp sword which is you know still not razor sharp because you don't want a razor sharp edge and you don't need a razor sharp edge but people people fetishize katanas which are honed to a razor sharp edge specifically for cutting exhibitions not for how uh the samurai would actually fight with them in battle where they would specifically uh um hit a like a bowl of sand to dull their sword so they would last the whole battle. Mm. So they're like, these are too sharp. We were cutting with these cutting tatami mats and stuff. Now let's go dull our swords, you know? So interesting. Um, yeah. But, um, 
uh, Adon's men are freaking out and starting to be insubordinate because they were afraid of getting murdered by like, dude. We're Gus. just mercenaries. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't think this is worth it. Yeah. And then Adon's like, "Oh, worth? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll make it worth it." Because <laughs> he's telling him, he's like, "Go get revenge for Samson. Like, don't you want revenge?" And they're like, "We don't fucking know him. <laughs> we don't right, care. Right, yeah. He killed himself. Yeah, exactly. He went out there like a moron. And uh, yeah, he promises a bunch of fucking money and a hundred men to five fucking, times. Uh, yeah, uh, to to order around." And uh, like and, a plot of land too, right? Or, yes. or, or, or I don't know, something. He, he, some big ass like reward. Yes. Um, and uh, and gut and guts goes. All right, that's how mercenaries get things done. <laughs> like yeah, let's he, he realizes he's like, oh yeah. shit, like he's been a mercenary. He's like, oh, people are gonna fucking kill me now. Yes. <laughs> like I, yep. this is bad. <laughs> but he's excited for it too because yeah. they're just gonna finally fight. So um, yeah, it cuts back to Casca struggling her way back. She is being pursued by like three or five guys or something like that. Um, she fights them off though at the time. It's the scene in uh, Snow White when she's running through the the dark forest. And she's like, "Oh, yes, <laughs> like, all yeah. the trees are dragging at her her dress and stuff." And he's like, "Oh gosh, and I'm tripping s- over nothing." And the seven dwarves are trying to sexually assault her. And the first one says, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be horny." Oh um, no! But uh, yeah, we get a cool page uh, back with guts where he is decapitating and killing dudes. Uh, he has seen, of course, Terminator 3 with the female Terminator, uh, where Arnold um, does his talk to the hand joke, but he talks to the hand of the of the crossbow bolt, takes it right in the center. Uh, Adon is stoked. He's like, all right, now his hand's fucked up. And so Guts just says, uh, all right, well, this is going to get interesting now. Because Adon thinks, of course, there's no way he could swing that sword with only one hand, but uh, little does he know that... Uh, Guts can. <laughs> no funny line. Berserk. Yes. Um, he can indeed berserk all the time. And um, cuts back to Casca after Guts has this gotten interesting. She is still being pursued. She slits uh, a maceman's throat and uh, they catch her though. They fucking pin her. Of course, of course, like all women in berserk, she is at the risk of getting raped by this horrible man. And she, she goes through like, I mean, it's cool that she goes through how much she hates that she feels powerless in this moment. She fucking hates that she's back in that moment as a little kid when Griffith threw her the sword, right? And but for the first time, I th- we think we we it's implied here. We can infer here that instead of what's usually is probably Griffith um, motivating her to to be stronger, she thinks of guts and his little. Guts has been kind of reverse psychologies, psychologizing her, you know, saying, all right, you're fucking weak. You're whatever. You're a woman like, and, you know, and, she, and that's when she, you know, when they're when they're escaping from the cave, um, he gives her a bunch of shit on purpose and he smirks afterwards because he knows that that would get her. It's going to fuel her. Up, yeah. Know? Yeah. And so um, so he she thinks of Guts, who had just said, you know, go back to Griffith, go back to your sword master. Like, do you really want to fucking die here? And she grabs, um, she grabs a stick and she's, you know, there's some lines where he's like, all right, like, don't bite your tongue. It won't be as fun that way. And if you die and she's like, I'm not going to let you have your way with me. Um, and, uh, or she says, no, I won't, I won't kill myself and I'm not going to let you have your way with me. Takes a stick, a sharpened stick that's next to her hand, stabs him in the eye. And we get quite the close up here. Um, and, and it's gross. It's almost more gross that we don't see like blood and goop coming out of the eye yet. Cause it's showing like how fast she stabs him in the eye that nothing is even like expelled from the wound. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and so then, um, we get, uh, a volley of arrows, 
uh, right after that, embedding this man and her captors. And this is where Ryan came. It's Judo and crew. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Judo! But uh, uh, he says, he says uh, that's about far enough. She's the only woman for us, and she won't come cheap, which is a weird, <laughs> could be a weird double entendre, but no. as she's getting almost it's raped. It's definitely a you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, And this is where uh, Prepared for Death ends and survival begins. So um, Guts is fighting one-handed, and Adon can't fucking believe it. And um, he briefly wonders to himself, why is he doing this? He's like, why am I staying here to fight all these fucking guys with, you know, a fucked up left hand and whatever. And he's, he's asking like, is it for her? You know, like, so they're, they're both starting to affect each other in a very different way than they have for what the three years that he's been in the, the band of the Hawk so far. So, yeah. Um, but he quickly shuts his mind off. <laughs> he's like, Nope, I got to focus. Um, Oh, that, yeah, this is a really good line. He says, even those thoughts will slip my mind in time. And then only the beat of my heart still remains. Very poetic for guts here. Um, but I love yeah. that writing. Um, back to Casca. Uh, Judo is, you know, apologizing for the delay. He's like, I had to get the higher ups fucking approval. It took forever. And um, Casca cuts him off, though, and says, we got to get back there for guts. He's like fighting over 100 dudes. And she leads them back and she's desperately saying like, please be in time, please be in time as she's running back. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they, they make it back. Daybreak has happened. So Gus has been fighting for hours, I guess, these guys. <laughs> um, and, uh, he says that too, at some point he's like, he's like, come on, hurry the fuck up or the sun's going to yeah, come on. Yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, so, you know, it's a beautiful scene. The sun is, uh, you know, uh, sh- uh, bathing a bunch of bodies crusting over, uh, in the morning dew. Uh, yeah. I guess they'd be wetting in the morning dew if they were already <laughs> crusted, but, um, and, uh, they find guts. He is up against a tree standing, uh, kind of leaning against a tree, holding his sword, um, you know, with, you know, blade, the, po- the point in the ground, almost like a, you know, Gandalf's walking stick. And, um, she she goes up to him and she's freaking out because she's like, God, is he just dead up against the tree? And he says, he says, ah, don't shake me. I'll just make the wounds worse. So cuts very quickly back at camp. So we get guts, you know, triumphant confirmation that he he killed all yep. these guys and did not die. So uh, guts is is being uh, like my stepdad, who is very angry and does not want to go to doctors because they will just tell him something's wrong and then I'll have to <laughs> fucking pay him for it. Uh, but he's he's pissed off that he's on a stretcher. Uh, he makes he makes the point that I didn't ask to be on this stretcher. You forced me on this thing. Uh, he's complained to a very uh, Madiver, a doctor from the Madiverse, from Steve's old roommate right. um, universe. And uh, the doctor's trying to sew him up. He's you know, doctor's making comments. He's like, oh, he's such a a rowdy boy. I don't like it. Whatever. And frightful. So, yeah, and and uh, yeah, he's this frightful man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, but yeah, you know, guts is fucking. You know, he's trying. He's trying to say, like, get me the fuck out of here. I just want to go relax or whatever. And not, he doesn't want to be touched. He doesn't want to be doted on, but, uh, everyone is stoked to see him, of course. And it cuts to like everyone that night partying, everyone's drinking and lots of comments here about, Hey, where the fuck is Griffith? Why isn't he partying with us? And he's off at an official war council. And one of the guys says like, Oh, that's kind of messed up. You know, like he's like, she should be here. You know? Oh, one of the guys, by the way, being Pippin, he does oh, not yeah. say anything like for a billion chapters. And then the, the one thing he says is like, war council that's it <laughs> he left this morning don't that, be horny <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh yeah yeah it's funny like it's i feel like pippin's only lines are ever poignant 
you know, yep. meaningful lines. But uh, um, and we'll see a lot more of them after this, I think. Uh, more lines, m- more well-rounded uh, band of the hawk. You know, the kind of core team uh, as the next chapters go on. But um, uh, so yeah. Anyway, Casca uh, leaves the tent. She goes out and you know, kind of hangs out for a while with the guys. And is this where she? Oh yeah. So Judo uh, is talking to her. He kind of pulls her aside. And he says, um, you know, hey, she had some doubt sewn in her, too. Like, she was, like, sitting there listening and going, like, it is kind of messed up that Griffith isn't here, right? And um, and Judo reassures her, though. He says, hey, Griffith was fighting to to fucking get a a rescue party to you guys. And it cuts to to, um, a little scene of Griffith and him saying, you know, quoting Griffith. And he says, those two are vital to the band of the hawk. I won't lose them. And then he hands her some elf dust and he's like, Hey, I used to be in this traveling circus and this really good natured, uh, pixie, a callback. Yeah. Uh, and we get, you know, pucks little shape there. Uh, um, our schmuck puck. And, uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but nobody believes in that stuff. Right. Yeah. And it, that is really interesting, right? Yeah. Like, and if that gets, they start to realize it pretty soon here in terms of the chapters, but, um, that uh, supernatural thing. I mean, they've already seen sod, but it's, it's uh, still not uh, widely known. Or yeah. It, it's, you know, people are still not really um, accepting that there are the fey folk around right. in general, or that yes. the fey folk interact with people or what have you. So, uh, but he's like, Hey, give it to guts. There's just enough to probably heal him. But he's like, this shit has gotten me through many, many scraps uh, in my past and saved my life many times. And of course we already know this, from the black swordsman arc where guts would have been dead, you know, mortally wounded multiple times without pucks, um, uh, healing, uh, fairy butt crust that he right. squeezes, rubs his cheeks together with his hands and uh, his little dingleberries. Yes. It's, and <laughs> gets that Parmesan on Guts's wound yeah. and it, uh, stinks it, <laughs> stinks it. Till it heals. Oh my gosh. You guys are lovely. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys are lovely. <laughs> <laughs> a more mommish line was never said <laughs> um but uh anyway so it ends with judo noticing the change in casca right what so do you suppose happened yeah he's like her showing a soft side huh what because she like runs off to find guts and he's like because you know to to judo he's like fucking he's like casca hates guts why the fuck would she be right. running off like that and so um but yeah, Casca runs to find, I think she goes to the tent briefly first, or she's going to the tent, and then she sees uh, in a beautiful starlit, moonlit, uh, kind of just post-dusk uh, silhouette of Guts and his giant sword sitting, is. sitting under a tree, uh, just like his mother tree. that he never knew hung <laughs> from when he was born. Um, and now he's hung. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's all bandaged up, and he's just hanging out, uh, right, being right. alone. And pensive as usual, but uh, I'm yeah. excited for these coming chapters. It's, yes, they're coming chapters. Yeah, this this, this coming scene is going to be in I think every anime adaptation and movie. Yes. Like this is a very oh yes. memorable scene. Campfire uh, of Dreams is yes. a very iconic uh, yep. chapter. Um, this I mean it's it's where fucking uh, uh, track number four Gatsu uh, is from the theme. You know, it's assuming Hirasawa's yep. theme happens then. And, uh, uh, I, and believe me, while I was writing some of my fucking, uh, five big papers in the last couple of weeks of school, I was definitely listening to 
there's a meditation track or like a focus meditation track where it's uh track four gatsu uh just looped over and over and they oh. add, they add some little like transitionary things and extra little soundscapes to it and um and then like a meditation track that's like inspired by berserk yeah <laughs> it's like meditate with guts but uh it's 10 hours long and i think i ended up listening to it twice no, not all at once but like over a course of a few weeks it like repeated and went all the way through twice as i went back to my history and uh, continue where i left off but, by the way for those like actually reading along with us or, or who have who want to read the series like i would highly recommend like just putting a little like uh mix of susumu hirasawa's uh works whether it's the video games or the, the mm. movies or anything because it really it really feels like it fits with what's going on yes yeah, like yeah. if it's a battle scene you know put on some you know sign too if it's a you know yeah. if it's a tragic scene you know or a pensive one put on gatsu or any scene put on behalet track that shit yeah, yeah. goes hard yep. <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. yeah the, this, there's some good stuff in there um, yeah and i forgot to say at the beginning of the show uh our violin theme uh played by ryan mm-hmm. himself his truly produced by steve his truly uh they are truly beloved <laughs> betrothed no uh but uh, that is inspired by so assuming here so is sign two yes because uh, there are three versions of the, of the main you know song sign and like ones at a minor key ones not a mermaid whatever but um yes from the various anime adaptations in one of the video game the ps2 game i believe but uh uh yeah so assuming here was shit is like i could not imagine because like the the golden age arc trilogy has some of his songs in it but it also has much more of a um what do they call it? It's like the, the soundtrack diegetic is when the music is in the world of the characters. Like they can hear the radio playing and that becomes mm. the soundtrack, yeah, yeah. whatever the standard opposite of, you know, the, the one that only the audience can hear. Um, there's a lot of just standard fucking kind of medievally Renaissance sounding music in that. Mm-hmm. And even though the animation is like way crisper and better than the 97 uh, season of the show, it just is like, it's just a little less, it's a little more lackluster, but there are some new, you know, new for the whatever 2012, 2013 um, songs from Hirasawa in there. But I, I really couldn't imagine it's become so iconic. Like I couldn't imagine Berserk without it. And it's it's a testament to it that reading the manga, like you're saying, of course, you're going to see the anime, which is kind of the same, but uh, that it fits here, too, is cool. But yeah, and I, I read fully the manga, like all the way to caught up before I even started like watching. I didn't even know if I was going to watch it at all because oh, wow. I heard that it was just like not as good as just reading it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I did, of course, because, well, COVID happened, so I didn't right. have much to do. But yeah, <laughs> it. I mean, it just I not even knowing what track went with what um just mm. it just all like meshed i could i could picture what like was happening and that's mm. how good the uh, orchestration was yeah so. the only the only boring like truly boring song is the the fucking party one where it's the big ball oh, i yeah. think it's just called well, the it's ball. just a standard like it's a waltz, standard harpsichord it, yeah, type exactly thing. which uh, make it totally makes sense but yeah and i when i tried to go back and listen to hirasawa's music i was like oh i'll go back in his discography his first album is all like parade march music. It's fucking weird. Like it's hmm. it's you know it's like 10 15 years before 97, you know when he recorded all this shit for Berserk, but um very strange. I also haven't gotten past that so I don't know how it evolves yet, but hmm. maybe I might break here. Um what were all of our favorite lines from this? Um yeah. I kind of I kind of said it before. I'll go first this time. But I said it before, but that that shit where um, 
he is having the existential moment, which is also insane with what's happening in the scene. Like he's in the middle of a bunch of people trying to kill them. Uh, but when he, when he tells Casca, like, is this where you want to die? This worthless place? Like, do you want a cheap death like this? Um, and it's, it's, I also, I love how it's both, um, it's not being insulting. That's not the right word. It's, it's, it's another kind of like, uh, pushing her in the gruff masculine way that only he, he only knows how to do, but it's also, he's connecting with her as a fellow warrior, right? Like he's speaking to her in warrior talk and knows that she is, um, that she is better than a handful of symptoms of her, um, reproductive system. Right. So, um, that really, I forgot about that line that really stuck with me, but yeah, him, him saying like, do you want to die in this worthless place? And then, but then finishing it with the go back to your sword master kind of thing, which it, 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 there's, there's so much there. It's almost starting to show that, that guts again is differentiate purposefully differentiating himself from Griffith. Right. And almost telling her, I'm not going to fucking go back to him. I'm going to finish my job here. You know what I mean? My, my whole life isn't about going back to Griffith. So uh, mm. anyway, what about you, Steve? Uh, I mean, just quote, right. Uh, I do like actually how he did call out that his sword is getting blunter and that it's only going to be more painful. Yeah. It's yeah. um because they don't, they don't, you know, movies and shit don't talk about that. They always talk about the sword was razor sharp and like all oh, that's like, no, like you can't. Yeah. Now you, you're going to be hacking away at things and you, you know, just instilling that fear upon people of like, oh, I'm not going to have a clean death. It's going to be even more painful and brutal, right? Like a dull spoon or knife or whatever. There is no spoon. No, but uh, <laughs> it um, because what people don't seem to understand is that, yeah, if your sword or spear or whatever was just purely a murder weapon that was murdering defenseless people and their flesh. Sure. You could keep that thing sharp, really sharp, and it would do its job. But weapons were meant to clash with other weapons without chipping, breaking, gouging into the metal, causing fractures that would destroy it over time uh, and things like that. Right. So, uh, I mean, we're not, you know, people weren't attempting to hack edge on edge like movies even depict either, too. Um, And a lot of times swords were gradually sharpened so that the bottom was not nearly as sharp as the top because you're hitting you're really ideally trying to hit somebody more with the last kind of third of the weapon because it's built up the most momentum speed torque, you know, all that stuff. So, um, especially swords made for armored, like armored dueling with full plate armor. A lot of them were not even sharp until the last hand at all. They were like fully blunt and really used more like spears in that case. Cause you're not really slashing at uh, plate armor. So unless your guts and you're just crushing through it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my favorite line probably would have been the one where he's just talking about like, well, Joey's favorite line, basically. But okay, it's fine. But you copy but, me like a fucking no, I, wanna, if I like to add a flavor here. So if it's not the one where he's just saying overkill, <laughs> then it would probably be uh, Adon saying no matter how skilled he is, he's just one wounded man. It's no big deal. Just mm-hmm. surround him. There's a mm-hmm. hundred of us. Yes. And like the, the reason this is my favorite is not like the way he says it. It's just basically the plot of Berserk. Yeah. Like many times over, yeah. Guts is not done going through this kind of shit. Yeah. But like a hundred men is like this very metaphoric, like he's going to face like a hundred evils, like every yeah. time he's in a bad situation. And he's just one wounded man, yes. wounded in one way or the other, yes. whether it's like emotional or physical. Yeah. 
but he struggles on and he's and he's able to take it and so yeah i i just like donovan he was able to take that too because <laughs> um, we assume he has normal <laughs> bowel movements and he healed up properly and stuff but um no it, it is interesting i was thinking about the other day and i might be late to the game on this but like as we get back to as certain events happen and we get back to a black swordsman era um guts I, I keep forgetting that like Berserk is also the story about a disabled man. Like <laughs> he literally is an amputee mm-hmm. and he has one eye. Right. And so it's, it's really, it's like, it's like, yes, of course, but it's like, nobody thinks of him like that. Like, yeah. but though, but there are so many, and it was actually when I was the, the thumbnail, the main image on that, um, you know, 10 hour meditation inspired by Berserk is a scene from a more recent chapter. Oh no where he's on the boat and he's looking out uh, at the stars and he's just kind of sitting there with his right arm on his knee, but you're like, he's all bandaged up and his left arm, you just notice his left arm, which is, you know, for after certain events is, is, uh, it's gone. Uh, it's gone below the elbow. And it's just, it's fucking crazy when you think about when he's, when he's got all of his shit off, he's just in, you know, his, his jammy pants or whatever. He's like a fucking super disabled <laughs> Person, but but he's so super comma disabled right <laughs> um i mean i don't you probably wouldn't remember this but steve definitely remembers the uh damon wayne's character from in living color uh and the sketch comedy show which where jim carrey got his start and everything mm-hmm. he played a superhero called handyman who was a handicapped superhero oh, no. right. but more mentally retarded yes. than <laughs> and, and his uh his slogan, like his tagline was never underestimate the power of the handicap. And he would, he would always, what? when he would fly out a window, he would walk up to it and just hit his thighs and fall straight down. And then he would like fly away. <laughs> oh my God. But, uh, oh, so geez. much more, um, uh, unkind portrayal of a handicapable person. But uh, yeah, it's just, I just wanted to call that out. Cause I was like, I was like, holy shit. Like, of course I knew that, but I'm like, wow, guts is a fucking, if he was here today, he'd be like he'd be a disabled person. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what he would be a cop or a fucking, I don't know, but, uh, it is pretty crazy. But, um, yeah. um, sword report. I already kind of talked about that. And we've talked about, again, all of this stuff, the, um, the movements that Casca makes again, being much more, um, not perfectly accurate, but much more accurate to what a normal human would have done to the point where I'm wondering, like, you know, a lot of these things you could still do with a katana as well. And it's not like Mira. Mira, obviously, acutely aware at growing up in the 70s, 80s, you know, and mm. fucking 90s in, in Japan, um, where Western culture is massively influential on things. Uh, of course, he's seen tons of shit, but um, it almost feels like he did some sort of study in some small way, or at least looked at more likely not like the fucking manuals that we study, because those were much harder to find back then and not like you know in pdfs online but or being published but he there is a lot of period art from that he probably I, I guarantee he studied tons of period artwork not the kind that Casca's painting in her panties during this time but uh, uh doing some uh, rorschach tests in her fucking underwear huh? Steve but jobs uh, <laughs> uh but I, but yeah he he definitely there's a lot of period art is still depicting pretty accurate you know battle stuff like the the just the general way people stood how their armor looked they were very much doing it from the painters were doing it from seeing something so um yeah in reality but uh griffith observatory i mean there's not much here of course griffith did the right thing by you know 
sending, sending back, them off uh, yeah. a rescue party Save the day. for guts we don't get a lot of him but we we definitely get the potential for what he is doing wrong which is you know maybe sacrificing some of his <laughs> band of the hawk uh for the greater battle for his greater goals so yeah also um, uh there is a frame where he is in the picture where it's, I think judo like talking about, Oh yeah, he, he did the right thing. And then it's him saying like, they, they're vital to the group or something. Yeah. And it's got the, the low tier God lightning in the background of the fucking, you know, like, Kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, it's, it's pretty good. I, yeah. I, it was in a different scene before to yes, give continuity. Storming, but, yeah. but yeah, I thought that was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, not a lot of Griffiths yes. should be more. That's his, that's his mistake. This one should have been yes. more. Yeah. It should have been in there. Should have, he should have <laughs> told me or, uh, Get me in there, coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who does who does Rickert need to slap the most in this chapter? We see a little Rickert. Uh, oh yeah, in this, he we see a little much, little Rickert. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite song uh, of Little Rickert's was uh, "Great Balls." Of, no, he didn't do "Great Balls of Fire." Damn it! <laughs> what, what, <laughs> he did "Great Balls." Yeah. What was Little Richard's big? One of his big. Tutti Fruity. Tutti Fruity. There we go. <laughs> Tutti Fruity. Um, but uh, <laughs> should little he slap? No, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to joke. Say he should slap Griffith for not being in here more. That's true. And yeah. saving yeah, the yeah. day sooner. Combining the segments. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, little Richard, who famously in his guest starring role on Pee Wee's Christmas um, special, uh, there uh, he you know Pee Wee is trying to ice skate and he's trying to get Little Richard to ice skate with him on the pond. And Little Richard is having a very tough time skating, and he says, "If God." Uh, wanted me to ice skate he would have given me uh thin tiny feet <laughs> and a smaller head or something like that uh, <laughs> but uh, and he eats hmm. shit but um uh what an interesting character little richard clearly clearly gay right but couldn't come out as gay at the time right you know uh lest he be chastised but um yeah anyway um yeah a- annoying i'm gonna say guts because when he's in that fucking stretcher He's acting like a big baby. It's like, hey, just fucking relax. Let the guy sew you up properly. You're going to have bad scars. Like, just let him fucking do his thing. He's just, Dr. Matt doesn't have a lot in his life. <laughs> just let him fucking do his job. And don't be so frightful to him. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to actually say Griffith as well, but for a different reason. Uh, Rickert needs to slap him because of just how much he's kind of messing with these people's lives. Like, this whole character arc of Casca has been centered around her, but more so on Griffith's impact on her. Mm -hmm. And then just a tidbit of guts at the end, having an impact on her. But like, I do like that they focus a bit more on how like through guts actions, it's affecting Casca more than like Mm. just the idea of guts being like important to Griffith. Like it's like, Oh, she's noticing him on the battlefield. The the silence that he has sometimes him just like being stoic or him saying Mm. some small things is like, opening her up and re- making her realize that right yeah, so yeah. but yeah slap that griffith also slap too <laughs> I, yeah that's a good point because the uh, when in the chapter before she's talking about the incident after griffith has sold himself to the liverlips man yeah and and, and that is it, like that's griffith's way of kind of like protecting his men in like a weird way yeah and this is now guts's way of protecting which she didn't realize but she obviously understands and connects with a lot more of somebody uh, thinking of others in a battle situation, as opposed to selling his body for a pedophilic uh, rich Lord. feudal yeah. Lord guts ain't about that life. Yes. Ain't yeah. all about that. Life. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it for uh, this 
episode uh we will be yeah doing yeah, campfire of dreams that's a that's a doozy so i'm not sure how long it is but there'll probably be a couple more chapters as usual with that one uh in a couple of weeks um uh i guess we could come back next week but we could be we could stay on our two-week cadence uh or yeah. stay on the old cadence but uh uh we'll talk about that later internally because that's not fun for the listeners uh make sure and subscribe follow review rate it's pretty good subscribe follow wow. review rate yeah uh our shows on your various podcast platforms uh tell your friends tell your family tell your sixth grade teacher about uh, no Guts, No Glory, The Berserk Podcast. I'm sure she will love it. Um, Strike, scream, run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, there are a lot of really annoying teachers on Instagram that are young and like doing just teacher things. And they look to be like, you know, they're like normal people, but also normal in the sense that they're annoying and uh, are trying to gain a presence on uh, Instagram and TikTok. But um, anyway, uh, let's stop talking about teachers. Let's thank you again for listening. Yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, regroup back next episode. And let's go have sex. That is. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.